Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's been a big week in gaming. I'm Intergot and he's Swinney for episode 12 on Sunday, the 4th of October. In this week's show, we'll be discussing Steve. Minecraft is in Smash Brothers. CD Projekt Red going back on their word, crunching for the launch of Cyberpunk 2077. And we had to pivot our format, but uh, thanks to Nintendo, we are doing a top 10 Smash Brothers reveal trailers. Swinney, how was your week? Uh, it wasn't bad this week, you know. Just just another another Kemco game, you another know, released. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the mark of a big week in gaming for me. Did they release a Kemco game this week or not? Um, <laughs> it's actually kind of frustrating because I just completed one, and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to go check, and then they'd release one like the day before, and I'm like, ah, oh, damn it! Because you said I'm not you've told me again. before. It's like what every. Is it like literally, literally every two to three months they release one? No, every month. Every month. Oh, I, yeah. my God, I was literally going to say every four <laughs> weeks and then I thought that's too crazy. I don't think they've missed a month either um, I, since they started putting them out. I don't, I don't really understand how that's possible to churn it out. Like it's actually, you know, we've spoken about this on the podcast, you know, how I was saying how games, there's, it's not as episodic as TV is, where there's like, you know, some shows that have 26 episodes a year. But it's probably the closest thing to that, isn't it? Yeah, and the thing is, these are all, all fully-fledged, self-contained games that often have very different battle systems and stuff. But what it is, is they're... I'm not, I'm not so... I wouldn't say impressed, but it's not so much the like Xbox and console releases, um, because all these games have been made in the past for mobile and stuff. It's more how did they pull put so many together back then? You know, because if you look at the release mm. schedule. But what I'm going to do, I'm not going to talk about too much because I actually, I'd actually like to do a bit of a special feature on <laughs> Chemco um, and how they how they went from making like Top Gear games or whatever they were called, you know, um, to <laughs> just churning out these these monthly RPGs, you know, JRPGs. It's just kind of just a bizarre journey. It's it's funny because one of my favorite podcasts, Sacred Symbols, they actually mentioned the Chemco games and how like they were playing one of them, and I was just like, wow! I just because I couldn't imagine they're very popular or very big. Seems very very niche. It wouldn't surprise me if they sell quite a bit on the Switch. Actually, um, are they on the Switch? They, oh yeah, oh, all okay. these games are on Switch. Yeah, um, maybe you're right. Yeah, yeah, just because uh, they're a good kind of handheld format. Um, and if it wasn't for me, like, there's some of these games are actually pretty good. Some of them are very not so good. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's, like, I could see this being, you know, there's a couple of games <clears throat> when we, you know, when I do that feature, I'd probably recommend to people if they're looking for something, you know, that's like 15-hour RPG, then, you know, some of them are actually pretty decent. So. Yeah, nice, nice. And did you have a crack at uh, Mario 35, the Battle Royale? No, I actually did watch quite a few people playing it to just get an idea of how mm. it goes. And, oh, look, I I think it looks like fun, but I'm probably not going to bother trying it. I think yeah. I'm I'm happy to just, like, watch a couple of people play it every now and then. Yeah, I, I, you know, I installed it when it came out and played it. I think I came fourth, first go or something, and then I just didn't pick it up again. <laughs> like, I, I, I think, I don't know, it's really, it, I, I, you know, obviously got to play it more, but... With Tetris 99, to me, it's still Tetris. I know that you don't think it is, but I still feel like that's very much Tetris. Like, I can just play that <laughs> like I play. I, 
I'm not saying I don't think it's Tetris. It's just not the Tetris I like. That's all. okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I misrepresented you, but um, <laughs> you know, like in the sense that I just play that and I feel like it's Tetris. It feels like Tetris to me. Whereas this game kind of doesn't feel like Mario to me. I don't really know what it does feel like. It's a bit of an odd one, and I don't know. I just. You know, I was playing it kind of going, am I having fun here? <laughs> like, I wasn't even really sure. Like, it was interesting. It was odd. And then it's, it suffers the same problems as Tetris, right? Where you just have some people who just dominate. So, it's just, it's kind of hard to win at times. Um, I'm sure if I played it a few more times than one time, I'd, I'd probably hopefully get a win and win a win a chicken dinner. But, um, yeah, it's a strange one. Well, I mean, it's free and it's limited. The thing is, though, like... I know that people are getting really annoyed about the limited stuff. I don't think that's a bad thing. Like history is littered with things that, you know, are seasonal or limited or, you know, you know, trying to draw people in for a short period of time. Like, I don't think it's a bad thing overall. Well, probably the worst thing I saw about the game, and this will definitely evolve as you start to get people who, you know, like really know how to game the systems in it. Yeah. Um, Because like, it's just jumping in and playing it like Mario is not, gonna you're not gonna you know get that far eventually you've got to learn exactly how to balance the coin levels alongside okay well you know which level am i going to go back to with the warp and stuff like that Mm. but um the thing i found was that the game just seemed to drag on with the last couple of players like 15 20 minutes sometimes yeah it's way too long it's way too long like i you know i came fourth and it was like seven or eight minutes in and it wasn't because i I, I just fell down a gap, <laughs> which is pretty bad, but, yeah. you know, like, it wasn't like I died because of the enemies or anything like that. And again, you know, as opposed to Tetris, Tetris is so pure, this, to your point, it's like, I, I felt like people are already developing strats for it and like, they just weren't progressing. So I started copying them because I was noticing people just keep on going back to one, one, if they could, so I was like, yeah. okay, I'll, I'll try to do that as well. You got to get the fire flower. I don't know. It's. I'm kind of glad it's limited because I don't think it'd get that much of an audience, to be honest, in the long run. Like, I just can't imagine people playing this in six months' time. Well, it also depends. So they have those like special event things where they'll mix it up a bit. So it also depends what they start to add to the game in that regard. Um, mm, that's true. I think that's true. also, from my understanding, Tetris 99 has a private lobby function, doesn't it? Well, they've expanded Tetris 99, so they've got DLC for it. So you can actually just play regular Tetris with Tetris 99 if you get the but, DLC. But specifically, there's a private lobby function though, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. And I, from memory, yeah. I think you can play with friends as well, online even. So the it, reason I bring that yeah. up is because I was watching a streamer playing and they were like, oh, there's there's no private lobby function like there is in Tetris 99, which means... See, normally what they could do is everyone watching the yeah, stream, join in, right? they could join in this private lobby. So I think that would actually be an interesting addition to add to the game because that, that would extend the life of the people streaming, which then extends, you know, the general life of the game. I mean, it would be cool to cover it at a later date in a special or something around, you know, how much a game's getting influenced by the appeal that they may or may not have to streamers. Because, you know, we've even seen in the last month two massive games that have really risen up, I think, because of streamers more than anything else among us and uh, Fall Guys. And then again, like, you know, on Fall Guys, it's starting to have a massive drop-off in player base compared to what it was when it launched. Um, But yeah, I just wonder how many times studios think about 
hey, you know, how's this going to appeal? How easy is it for people to play with their viewers? You know, how do you make it viral? How do you get, you know, big YouTubers or streamers playing against each other, like in an easy way? Like, it's pretty critical these days, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, But in terms of Mario 35, yeah, I'm content just to... You know, some of the content creators on YouTube that I watch might put a video up of highlights or something. I might watch that, but um, as much as I love 2D Mario, it doesn't really appeal to me to play this particular version. Yeah, that, I find that so funny because, you know, as we both know, and, you know, the audience probably doesn't, like, you've sunk, like, stacks of hours into making really, really awesome uh, Mario Maker levels. You know, you probably played almost all the Mario games, so it's pretty funny that Nintendo are like, hey, to celebrate the 35th anniversary, here's something for free, and you're like, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I don't know. It, it, it's like one of those things that's such a cool idea, and then sometimes when you you go and play it, it's just, you know, ah, you know, it's, it's not necessarily that great. The thing, though, is I already play so many games, um, so I do have to sometimes just pick and choose, like, does that really interest me to play it? If not, then I'd rather just play, you know, we'll talk about those Kemco games before. Mm. I enjoy playing those because they're almost like a, they're a way for me to chill out, relax. You know, they're yeah. not very taxing and everything. Whereas with Mario 35, um, it's kind of just, maybe it's just not the thing that I'm looking to play, you know, something that does require <laughs> skill and competition, you know. Um, sometimes I'm just looking for something completely different. And because it's so long, it can be, I think, very frustrating, you know, because it does seem like the average match is like 20 minutes. So you get down to the final two and you lose. It's like, oh my God, I got to go for another 20 minute match to try to win this. I guess that's a little bit like the Battle Royale format, but I mean, that's something that's not necessarily appealed to me that much. And and, and just, you know, like as you're touching on gaming, you know, <laughs> even over the last week, I feel like I'm getting really sucked back into Rocket League. And... and I don't know how to feel about these kind of things where you play a game and you're just not really playing any other game because of it. And it's just, it's sort of like a game that never changes. You know, I guess it's just like playing a sport in a way, right? It's like you're kind of just doing the same thing over and over again, but the matches are different. Yeah, but I mean, it's the nature of that kind of game. It's it's the game you can go back and play thousands of times you know yeah. looking at stats this week and i think you've sunk over like probably over three thousand games and now um just goes to show it is that kind of game you know that it's going to essentially give you almost just like the same kind of buzz from when you first started playing it just because it's just built that way yeah i mean that that yeah it's such a testament to that game and i know i keep talking about it on the podcast but you know i i you know, it's got to be up there. It's like top three at minimum games for me of all time. But it's just like, yeah, you're right. Like, I still play it now and I just, there's things I want to learn, improve. I feel like kind of a newbie because I know there's so many other things I could do better. And that's what I felt when I first started playing it. I remember when, because you introduced it to me, I'm like, oh, how do I do this? And I, I couldn't even do anything back then. I still have videos from when I was playing back then. It's quite funny to watch them now. So, so we yeah. we introduced... Um, <clears throat> another one of our friends, friends yeah. to Rocket League. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of like you can see yourself in them. And you're like, don't worry, you know, you get your stuff you're used to. It. But it, it's hard because sometimes it's not it's not like people need to be trained. They just need time with the game. You yeah. know, you just need to kind of just 
for it to click with you after you've played, let's say, 20, 30 matches, then another <laughs> thing will click, click with you, you know? Yeah, and it's like, I'm not, you know, I played it a lot, but I'm not great. Like, I'm probably like a diamond level or something like that, so below champ. But um, <laughs> my poor mate, like, we were playing online, just me and him. And with the matchmaking, how it works... It just kind of means that he's, he's by definition, no matter how good or bad you are when you're first starting to play, he's, he's always the worst on the field because, you know, because I'm not high ranked, but I'm like middle or whatever it is. So we're playing against people who are like midway through, like gold level or something like mm. that. So they're pretty decent, right? And, and you, if you're just starting to play, <laughs> you know, and they're flying all over your head and everything like that, it's going to be so disheartening. Although we did, well, uh, he, he did score a goal the other but, day, which was really cool. I, I think in that case, you need to kind of jump in casual games by yourself for a while. Yeah. You know, like that that's the only way you, he's going to have a chance to face against people that are also starting out with the game, which is what yeah. you need. You need to kind of build yourself up. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And you know what? Like it does help out playing with people who are way, way better than you because kind of unlock something in your brain where you go, Oh, you can do a lot of different things, but then you got to go back to playing against people at your own level to improve, and then feel good about yourself that you're actually winning and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, no. So it has been an interesting week, but uh, <laughs> you know, just getting onto our big headline news, it did actually throw a bit of a spanner in the works for us, and we knew it was going to happen. But Minecraft, Minecraft is coming in the form of Minecraft, Steve, Alex. Uh, the zombie and Enderman, is that right? Yeah. Um, into uh, Smash Brothers. So, you know, both Sweeney and I are massive fans of Smash Brothers, Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, and, you know, I think it was midweek we were chatting about actually doing like a really interesting sort of draft where we're trying to guess the rest of the five characters. And I think we joked that, you know, that there'll be a reveal. And we haven't had a reveal for like, what is it, like three or four months or something. And we're like, oh, you know what? It'll be this week when, you know, they'll have a reveal. And sure enough, there's 24-hour notice that they're going to have a new Smash character. And it was even really interesting to me leading up to it where everyone was sort of assuming it was Crash Bandicoot because that was coming out this week. And I think there was a, a leaker that said, yes, it is uh, Crash. And then little, you know, what is it? It's uh, Steve from Minecraft, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> how, how did the how did it hit you when you watched it? Because you watched it live, right? Yeah. So it's I saw a lot of reactions. First of all, about oh this this is crazy. Never thought this would happen. Yeah. And I'm sitting so reading I. these, thinking this is one of the most obvious DLC characters they could ever do for Smash at this point. Why are people acting like it's awesome? Like, don't get me wrong. I've seen it. Since especially the the deep dive that they did uh, last night on it, um, which we'll get into, but um, they it it's like this was going to happen. To act like this was just a meme is, is ridiculous. Like it's one of the most pop- biggest selling games in the world, one of the most popular it, games. It, no, in it is the number one. It is the number one. Yeah. Two hundred million. And copies, yeah. it it it's been long associated with Nintendo, um, mm. and. We know that Microsoft and Nintendo are very buddy-buddy these days. We've already got Banjo in there. Like, it was obvious this was going to happen. Um, but in terms of my reaction, so when I saw it happen, I was like, yeah, that's okay, that kind of thing, you know. <laughs> and it wasn't more like, that's okay. It was literally like, eh, that's okay. Because I, 
they didn't show much in that trailer about how the character plays. So that's mm. what I was more interested in seeing, honestly. Um, and there, yeah, and we got that last night, which we'll get into. Yeah. And just going back, looping back to uh, everyone else's reactions, because I was the same as you. I was like really shocked at people going, oh, really? No, they can't. Oh, this is ridiculous. This is unbelievable. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to reveal too much, but our little game that we have, and we will do it, but we'll probably have to put it on the back burner for a few, like a month or so at least. But, you know, we had ranked the characters and, you know, all these characters that we think are possibilities. We had My- Minecraft Steve and I, you know, we're both on the same page here. Minecraft Steve is like the highest rank in that pool of yeah. highest rank characters, most likely from our opinion. Uh, so, I, yeah, I didn't get it. I was like... What are people talking about? He's put Piranha Plant in the game. Like, Minecraft Steve's not hard to put in the game per se. It's just like, it's going to take a lot of energy, time, effort. But I I feel like out of any character out there, Minecraft Steve was almost the most inevitable character to ever come to Smash Brothers. And the game's director, Masahiro Sakurai, he's publicly said that, hey, he plays Minecraft. Yeah, he's a fan of the game. Yeah, so this And it was... sells incredibly well in Japan. Like, that's always a bit of a factor with Nintendo. Because whatever you want to say, it... they're very Japanese-centric. For me, it was just a matter of time. I didn't Same. know 100% Same. if it was going to be DLC for this game, but it was just a matter of time regardless. It, yeah, it and Minecraft y- you know, before even Smash launched, like, I was very adamant that Steve was going to come, and I was kind of actually shocked he didn't come in the first pack. Because I think I said to you, like, ages ago before the podcast started... You know, I thought they were going to incorporate it in the DLC pack because my understanding is they get more money from it. So even the the third parties. Um, so, you know, I thought, yeah, they're going to have it as like the fifth character. Um, <laughs> it probably would have went down a little bit better for Nintendo if he was the fifth character over Byleth, even though I like Byleth. But um, no, yeah, that, that was strange. And, and did you watch the, um, the subsequent follow-up that happened last night at, at the time of recording? Where they actually went through yeah. the move set and everything, oh, definitely because that's what mm. I was most interested in seeing. Mm. And oh my god, this seems like the most complicated Smash character ever. Like <laughs> this is crazy. This is absolutely <laughs> insane. This character. Well, it's not just the character; it's the stages. They had to go rework or at least think through every single stage in the game. Which is like, pff, how many stages are there? Like. Sixty or something like that. It's something ridiculous. Uh, that's close to a hundred at this point. Oh yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, geez. So they had to go back and think like how the blocks get to work on every stage, the limits around it. Like, just unbelievable. Like you gotta, you gotta really tip your hat massively to Nintendo and to Sakurai in particular. Like the amount of work, love that they put into this game, and you know, it really just you know puts gamers in such a bad light that. Sakurai's the same guy that people have like given death threats to. And I know it's like a very small minority of people, but it should be a, it should be no one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, are people kidding themselves here? It's like, yeah, I, I would on love a- if the network connections improved for the game, but it doesn't, it Honestly, doesn't stop me enjoying this, it. This year, if anything, this year's made me realize that that whole, oh, it's a small subset of horrible people in gaming. That applies to every part of society at this point. Yeah. I think 2020 has proven that to me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's just that gaming, you know, there's so much about passion and love for gaming. It's just like very frustrating that 
people take this weird weird mentality like we've even seen the backlash with the fanboyism you know where people are like oh you're, you're almost like a shill for like microsoft or for sony depending on their viewpoint more than our viewpoint but you know you know i think we're both pretty independent with those kind of things and yeah it's just it's just bizarre to me that anyone can really have like very aggressive criticism against sakurai and smash when this game has delivered so much like it's insane to me and this is just like a dlc like you know think about any other company this is like a what seven eight dollar dlc if you look at you know street fighter they have the exact same pricing or i think it's a little bit less but you don't get like a tenth of what you get from smash well i guess going just going back to the the character itself yeah, um, yeah. it they went so full in on this that i you know we all expected okay they there's going to they're going to be able to build a block or you know they're going to be able to do this and this and this I didn't even think they're going to be able to mine and manage resources, which yeah, is obviously craft. key to my <laughs> Minecraft. Well, even crafting, I kind of almost expected, but to like to then say, well, it's crafting, but you actually have resources, and there's a resources bar. <laughs> like, I, the, it's really interesting in that whole video last uh, last night that they going through all of this talking about, and it will use iron, it will use this, but they specifically didn't show you how that actually looks above the character's icon. And yeah. then when they showed that, I'm like, what is going on? Like, I am I play a lot of Hero, and I'm getting used to having to manage, like, the menu Systems down there yeah, often. Yeah. But this is, like, another level of stuff. Um, and I'm sure it, it will feel more natural if you actually, like, when you play it. Um, but, man, there's, there's been so much put into this. But this character, I will say, has the potential to be the most broken and also... If they if something is wrong about it, and I'm sure they patch it out, but like this character, I could see being almost like the first banned character in tournaments out of Smash Bros. Ultimate, <laughs> like specifically about the block building mechanic um, for like people trying to recover and stuff. Like some of that stuff looks just on the surface like it could be exploited so much. It's going to be yeah. really interesting. And we're probably not doing a good job at describing, you know, what the character does. So, you know, from normal attacks, you know, he's a swordy. So he actually has a sword. But again, the sword and, you know, all of this stuff around this character as you're describing it, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be such a Swinny character. It's so gimmicky. There's so many gimmicks on it. Until they said that the weapons, like his sword, um, it actually will break over time. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh no, no, he can't, he can't, he can't stomach that. This is, this is why he hates Breath hey. of the Wild. <laughs> Hey, I, you know, we talked about, I play a lot of RPGs that have weapon degradation. I have no problem against weapon, weapon degradation in general. Oh but my also, God, I gotta, I, I gotta put a marker on the time here, timestamp this, and then bring general, this back to our mega episode about Breath of the Wild. Uh, no, I have no problem about that in general. I just don't like it in a Zelda game. Like, <laughs> I play, like, Dark Souls has weapon degradation, like, so many do, you know, like, I love those games and I have no problem with that. But, I guess going back to this character with that is that, um, like Hero has a limited you know use uses for his move set and stuff. Like yeah. I'm I'm fine with with that stuff. Um, but it is it's going to be really interesting to see how this character plays with that because it's that like you have a crafting thing at the table you need to go back to to build them. It's crazy. Well, he's he's regular, and you know I do get this. I get thrown sometimes with Hero. 
you know, his regular moveset, there's a lot of, like, things about it. You know, he's got swords, he's got the pickaxe, he's got pistons, like, a whole bunch of stuff for his smash attacks. So, he's actually a pretty interesting character. He's more of a... I know he's got a sword, but to me, he feels a bit more like a melee character. Like a brawler, almost, than a, a swordy. Oh, like, I hate uh, the whole swordy thing. Because, like, sword is just a stand... That's the most common melee weapon in history and in media, you know? Yeah. Um, Like, that's that's just the way it is. Like, <laughs> doesn't yeah. mean suddenly he's going to play, like, Marth, you know? Yeah, no, no, that, that, that's kind of what I'm trying to say. That I wouldn't put him in the whole swordy camp, per se. And, you know, even the sword will break and then he can only use his fists. So that's the whole kind of first component of the character. And then it's going back to what you were saying that he can mine and he has resources. And then depending on the stage, he'll get different resources. And then there's certain parts of every single stage now that he'll get certain resources or she'll get certain resources. It's like insane. And then he gets all the resources and then the crafting table can actually be summoned into different parts of the level and then you need to use a crafting table to then craft weapons. And you can go from like having a wooden sword all the way up to having a diamond sword. It's it's insane, this character. This this character is like wild. It's it's really, really cool. Like I And then it, it's like then, I can't I kinda can't believe how they've put it all together. It's pretty amazing. So and then they go, you know, we've got the the block building, right? Which mm. We'll use the like the lowest, you know, common resources you've got, and um, you know there are limits on what you can build, and you can only build so far out, and the blocks can get destroyed, and they'll just, they'll disintegrate when you stand on too long, and things like that. But the thing that to me just just felt so out of place is that they've brought back gliding in in the recovery. I can't remember what they called oh, yeah, the yeah, recovery. Yeah. That's right. But the gliding, they've brought back Meta Knight and Pits gliding, and I'm like. <laughs> people didn't people didn't like this like i know you're not going to be able to probably do the air combos that meta knight could do that made him broken in brawl but um i'm like when i saw that i'm like oh no his gliding's back it looks it looks less awkward i'll say than what it did in brawl though um so, so i think they've done a better job to implement it but because i don't know minecraft that well but isn't it like after defeating some like dragon or something he's got the ability to fly so I'm yeah. So I've only I've put a lot of time into Minecraft, but um, I it was all before when they introduced the whole Ender Dragon uh, update, which yeah. is which was a while ago. I'm not saying that's like recent. Um, so I'm assuming that you're talking about the Ender Dragon there. Um, mm. I I generally played it on Xbox, and it was up until the point where yeah, that stuff started to come in, and I kind of just lost a little bit of interest because they. Yeah, they they made a change that screwed up my whole plan. So I just—that's yeah. <laughs> it. That's I'm it. Done I'm with over you. this. I'm done. <laughs> and there's uh, just like you know, we're not doing it justice. Go and watch the the video because there's just so much to it. Like you know, and we we typically, if there's a minute worth of footage, we'll probably talk about it for five minutes. So if we actually did that for every component, <laughs> it would be here for hours. Um, and I, you know, I think until we get the character, and we should say. The characters coming out in Australia uh, the 14th of October, and in the States it would be the 13th of October. So I'm, I'm really glad that it's not weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, you know, I actually really do prefer when they just say, here's a character, like we didn't know about it, and then it actually comes out pretty soon after that. I'm kind of, I wasn't the hugest fan of what they did with ARMS. I know it was kind of a way to drum up 
interest because people were like, oh, you know, what character from ARMS is it? But it just felt like it was dragging on for so long. Like, I'd rather just hear nothing and then hear something and it's like, okay, it's a few weeks away. Uh, although it was kind of interesting because he was actually Sakurai because um, he was the one who presented, again, from his house, uh, the actual video of how uh, Steve and Alex works. But he actually filmed it in mid-August, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, there there is one thing about this character that kind of... It's not about the character itself, but there's been so much work put into this character to make them so faithful. And a lot of the DLC characters have been the same. Yeah. That you just look at Ganondorf and you're like, well, Ganon, you're like, man. (laughs) I wish they would have put so much more, like, effort into the characters that they have, you know, to make them more faithful to their character. I'm going to blow up at you about this. I'm going to blow up about you. Because we're definitely going to talk about this at some stage. But, you know, because Smash ultimate it's kind of to me putting the smash franchise at risk or something because it's it's becoming like so big it's it's just so hard to top it and i've said this to you before and you totally disagreed with me historically i was like i think i'd like to see them pair it back so aggressively to like 30 characters or something but everything they're doing with these dlc characters i'd love if they redid all the characters from scratch like mario See, that's what i Link. See, that's what I disagreed with. I don't disagree oh, okay. with them doing it for all. I'm oh, talking about overhauling, so. uh, okay. overhauling certain characters that have historically just been like Ganondorf was a Cap- Captain Falcon clone, you know. He's yeah, and they they've made okay. some slight changes like that. It gave him a sword and everything, but it's like he still doesn't feel like you're playing as Ganon, in my yeah. opinion. And the same could be probably be said, you know, like, unfortunately, it's it's Echo Fighters, so it is what it is. But, you know, Dark Samus is a perfect example there, where it's just like, you know, this character just had, had so much more potential. So I'm not talking about all of them. I'm talking about these specific ones. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we definitely have a different take on that, because I would love if for this next Smash game, they, you know, paired it back and really rethought all the characters from scratch again. Because I just think, you know, they're, they're very stale, like the original. Like, having gone back now and play Melee and a few other games, I was like, wow, there's so many moves that are actually still the same. Which I know is probably, like, for people who are massive fans of the series, they like that. But I don't know. I think there's a huge opportunity to do what they're doing with these DLCs, where they're just going over the top with the special moves and then in- integrating that into the main characters. But anyway, that's a different conversation. Um, and with like the other thing that we haven't mentioned, there's so much stuff in here and it's so cool and I can't wait to play it is that the, the levels just like Minecraft will like be auto generated. So it's like a different, like the Minecraft level will be different every time you play it, which is so sick. And yeah. And they've got the, the different biomes, which is cool because that that is such a big part of Minecraft is just, you know, having different looking trees and depending on the the biome that you know you you seed has been generated in and things like that so it's they've done such an amazing job with the levels and even just having day night cycles where um you know the villagers will you know go back into their their homes and go to sleep um and we didn't like one of the things about the character that I forgot to mention was I love the fact that when Jigglypuff puts puts uh, the character to sleep they're actually in the Minecraft bed which is just made me laugh so much when I saw it. <laughs> yeah, that that was cool. And then also the thing uh, that we were waiting for was uh, Kirby. Like what happened with yeah. uh, Kirby when Kirby sucks in Steve or Alex 
And yeah, it's 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 so awesome. They revealed it. And they actually put some more photos out on Twitter. It's like literally like a a, a block. It just <laughs> it just looks so cool. It's it's just such a fun series. It's so so cool. And I I I have to wonder if they are going. I know they've already said that DLC Pack Two is the final one, but like they've just announced that they've sold twenty million copies of the game. Like surely they could do another series of dlc like another five i just want them, something i just want them to keep doing the dlc forever honestly <laughs> just keep giving us dlc packs yeah but I, I kind of like honestly though like it's a lot of money that they're leaving on the table i'd say because what are they gonna do they're just never ever gonna be able to get all these characters back you know so this game is kind of kind of gonna be the ultimate game for a long time so yeah i kind of agree i just think just keep going hard <laughs> Give us everyone. Give us Goku. Nah, I don't. I don't want Goku and Smash. So <laughs> they they announced some of the Mii Fighter costumes as well. Yes, right? yes. And, and you know, I'm actually a big purchaser, weirdly enough, of these Mii Mii Fighter <laughs> costumes because <laughs> I feel like it's a they, good troll when I play you guys. They they did the uh, what is it, the what's the name of the the, the shooting one? What, what's that? What's the name of the the projectile Mii Fighter? Uh, Gunner. Gunner. Yeah. They did gunner. gunner dirty. There's, there's like no gunner costumes in this whole set. Well, but... yeah, you've been, you know, why? Because there's been so many me gunner costumes that are popular. Oh, okay. yeah. But what, what's interesting, and I didn't click in with, with it till last night. So you know how sometimes they have um, these third party or second party or whatever me fighter costumes, but they don't use the name of the game. So they had, you know, Smash Brothers Cross Altier instead of um, Assassin's Creed or and oh. things like that, and they had. Cross Travis, and I kind of clicked last night. I'm like, it's because these games are like M-rated games, isn't it? No, no, no. It's okay. So I do know the details on this. This is not planned, but this is a difference, weirdly enough, between Nintendo UK and Nintendo USA. So one of them always refers to the series, and the other one always refers to the character. And I can't remember which one's which, but depending on what stream you're looking at, or like even what information that's being shared online. Like, you know, like I said, like, they, they actually say the opposite. So one of them says the character, the other one says the series. But in the same video last night, they did, they had um, Tower of Druaga, which is a Bandai Namco game. And I know they work on this game, don't get me wrong. But they had that, and then they had Travis. Travis, yeah, uh, no, you're right. Travis. Yeah. That was a bit so odd. in the same video. Yeah, no, that was odd. That was odd. But like what I said typically is how it works out, because I know that that's what happened with Assassin's Creed. Like, one of them had but if it only. As- Smash Cross I, Assassin's Creed. The other one was like Smash Cross Altair. Okay, because the only thing, like the only three games I've seen it are all M-rated games. Plus, no, nah, I don't think that matters. I don't think that matters because mm, I've seen one I where they know. had better Bayonetta, and that's like R in some regions. Okay, yeah, but but Bayonetta is probably a bit different because they Nintendo published Bayonetta two. So there's probably maybe they felt that was different. But anyway. Uh, yeah, that, that's just uh, that's a thought that came to my mind. It's like all these games had, that had that in common, um, whereas all mm. the other games I see it are definitely not like M-rated games. So, mm. hmm. anyway, yeah. So, was probably, there any you're, you're me... probably right, but oh, yeah. I'm just looking it up now in the background. But um, were there any of the me fighter costumes that you were like, oh, okay, I might pick that up, or you just want to surprise me one one day with it? No. The only Mii Fighter costume I ever needed was Goemon. That's all I ever needed. And I played him like five times and haven't used it again. 
So like, yeah, so oh, we probably should say what they are. So uh, we had three, three from Minecraft, right? So it's Creeper, Pig, and Diamond Armor uh, for Sword Fighter. And then, yeah, what was the one that the the Japanese game that I've never really heard of? It's Gil from Tower of Draga, which is a Bandai Namco game. It's like, I can't remember. It's it's like a classic game. Uh, I just don't know much details about it. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. You know what you're saying about people avoiding the ratings? Maybe that is true. Because, yeah. like, when they have it, they actually do put it on. I can send you the links, but I've got one where it has no more heroes, I think, in the UK stream. Ah, okay. Yeah, kind of interesting. Hmm. And um, just to round it out, so we had Bomberman as a brawler. I think I'm going to pick that up. I love Bomberman. I just thought it was odd, though, that depending on what your me... I, I didn't really understand what they were saying. It was it sounded like depending on the color of your me, like it changes the color of Bomberman. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no oh, idea. You didn't pick that it's... up? I just don't know. I don't know what oh. they're talking about. I, I, you, <laughs> what you else know, can I say? You, you know the me fighters. I think you can give them a color. Like I usually give it purple. So I think my Bomberman would be purple. Then that's how I understand it. <laughs> then why are you asking me? Do you already know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. And uh, the other one that we haven't mentioned is Travis Touchdown uh, coming in the game. So that officially deconfirms Travis as being one of the characters. I think we ranked Travis pretty high, actually. To yeah, get into the game. Yeah, he was actually in the. Th- I second thoughts, like probably shouldn't have. He was actually in the top because he had because no more heroes three was coming out. So it's like, well, yeah, maybe, but clearly he's not coming to Smash as a playable character anymore. What's the guy's name? Pseudo Pseudo Fifty One is that? Pseudo Fifty One. I can't. Isn't there a band called Some Fifty One? Uh, is it Some Forty One? Forty one sounds better. Um that's because it's Goichi Suda. So Go is five and Ichi is one. So Yeah, some forty one. There's a band some forty one. Yeah. Anyway. Um Yeah, look, I, I didn't think it was quite I wasn't gonna pick him, but um so I'm kind of annoyed because I felt like you might have picked him. But uh yeah, I didn't think it was as likely, but you know, they are really close, Sakurai and what is his name? Pseudo fifty one? Suda fifty one. Suda fifty one. Yes. So, yeah, I thought that was a really good chance, but, yeah, it didn't pan out. I mean, you know, getting in even as a costume, I reckon, would be awesome. Like, if you were, like if you made that character, that would be so sick to pop up in the game. I'm fairly certain he may already be um, he's possibly Sticker, is he not? Travis? Yeah, I thought he Spirit. might be a Sticker already. Spirit, sorry. Sticker, I'm thinking um... of... <laughs> Wii U or whatever Brawl or whatever it was. I don't recall. I mean, there's like a thousand four hundred spirits. Yeah. So anyway, I've got them anyway. all. But um, yeah, <laughs> no, no. Like, uh, you know, I guess we'll we'll share our thoughts in a couple of weeks' time because this is only coming out in about ten days. So it's going to be pretty cool. Well, what are the chances that you'll be a your Steve main? Well, I said. Oh, look, honestly, I've got I play so many characters already that just adding another <laughs> one to the mix is gonna be interesting. But I'll try them out. Um, honestly, like on the surface, doesn't look like a character I'd probably want to play as, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm pumped for it. I, you know, I'm not very good at these system characters where there's like a lot of things to manage. So I'll, I'll give it a crack and everything. But 
yeah, typically like I'll struggle. And then let's be real. I'm just like an inkling main for life. I, I just can't get away from my girl. So, <laughs> so I'll never change the character. Just can't I always play anyone else. And I'm like, ah, oh, damn, I just want to go back to inkling <laughs> where things work right. <laughs> but, but you know, one thing we haven't mentioned, Swinney, the most important revelation, not Steve, not the stages that will effectively give this game infinite amount of stages because they're auto-generated. It's that there are more amiibo. <laughs> so, so they actually uh, announced the the final finalization of the DLC amiibo. I actually got. I don't know if you watched it or you definitely don't care, but <laughs> I don't know if you watched it. And they're going his Byleth, and unfortunately, it's only male Byleth, which I'm so annoyed about that because I played as female Byleth in Three Houses. Um, they might do a variation down the track because they keep talking about P1, P2. So I think they'll probably do wait, the variations later. Wait, you're you're annoyed? I'm the female Byleth main. Okay, thank you very much. Sure, <laughs> I sure. Actually, but... like, I would have actually honestly possibly picked that one up. Oh, really? Wow. You should get the hero because they're the ones that you play. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. um... Hero hero is probably not going to look as nice on my shelf as female Byleth. That's true. I look. I actually think later down the track they'll do it. I don't know. If you, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how across it you are, but with the amiibo for Smash, so with characters like Robin, where there was a male and female Robin in the game, they actually made a male and female Robin amiibo, and they called it like a P1 and P2 variation. And they released the P2 ones later down the track, and they're really rare and really hard to get, unfortunately. But um, I think they'll probably do that with Byleth. Like maybe, you know, midway through next year, late next year even, and have the female variation in the limited run. But yeah, watching this, because, you know, I think everyone was waiting for Banjo-Kazooie because that's, that's just going to sell. You know, people want that. It's just like um, Joker. Joker, because that got released last week. The Joker amiibo is pretty much sold out everywhere. And I think it's just people who are not even into Smash. They're just like, oh, look how cool this little Joker figurine is because they're just fans of Persona. So... You know, the Banjo-Kazooie one, that's just going to sell because that's Banjo-Kazooie. But when I was watching it and they had Banjo-Kazooie and then they had Byleth and I was like, wait a second, Terry came out before Byleth. I was actually starting to go, oh my God, my OCD nature. They're not going to make a Terry amiibo. I was like devastated. <laughs> I was actually like really annoyed, <laughs> like irrationally annoyed. I Just the way the Sakurai actually presented these was just, man, he has such a natural, like, I think just just so much humor in what he does yeah. and yeah, he does. how he's like take one from behind his back take one from the floor and then the whole time he's got those stack of blocks next to him and terry's like behind that and he breaks through at the end i'm just like man <laughs> but the, like if he if he filmed all this stuff himself like which he said he did then just like the timing and stuff is so good and obviously oh, the yeah, editing yeah. plays a part there but yeah he he's so charismatic. Like he he's just he seems like a really funny guy. And you know, even when he was talking at the start of the presentation about how I don't have an audience, so no one can laugh at my jokes. And then there's like the perfect pause and he goes, It's lonely. <laughs> I was just like, This guy's just funny. Like I don't speak his language, but I laugh at this guy always. So um yeah, so and then also I love his troll of people who like Amiibo, where he goes, he had all five Amiibo there. So from the DLC pack, I should say. So he had also Hero and Joker. And he goes, think about it. For the price of two Amiibo, you could buy the whole DLC pack for Smash Brothers. Like, what a deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's like throwing shade at Amiibo itself. 
um so yeah like obviously uh, obviously i'll be picking up these three amiibo they are coming in 2021 so wow man this thing's gonna drag out forever and they're pretty much already confirmed that they're gonna do a steve amiibo and i think with that like surely they'll do at least two variations on steve so they'll probably have Um, steve and alex i'm almost surprised there hasn't already been a minecraft amiibo honestly it just seems like something that would have happened because you know they've done amiibo for you know, we talked about Monster Hunter uh, for games that uh, aren't in Smash and they did, you know, Shovel Knight. I'm kind of almost surprised there hasn't been one already. Yeah, I mean, they like they kind of do it on a very special occasion with third parties. Like the strangest one out of, <laughs> you know, and you know, as you know, I know a lot about Amiibo, unfortunately. The, the strangest Amiibo, I think, that's out there that I can think of is the Diablo loot loot monster or loot goblin sorry the loot goblin oh wait they put that out yes yes i've got it that's awesome that is awesome um but it's the oddest one because it's actually a figure that was already released previously like you know just through blizzard and they've basically rebadged it officially as an amiibo but the base of it isn't an amiibo base it's the it's like a weird oval base that they've put an nfc chip in and called it an amiibo. And it, it's like a bootleg amiibo that's an official amiibo. It's really, really weird. It's, yeah, yeah. I think uh, one of our mates really wanted it as well. Should have bought him an extra one. But, yeah, so that's that's one of the oddest ones. So, yeah. And, you know, like, the other thing is what's all come out now. Because uh, there's a few people who knew about this. And they've known about this for years. Uh, some journalists. And they said it was all the way back to 2018. Like, before Smash came out where they basically inked the deal to get Minecraft into Smash. And a lot of them, I think, thought it was going to be at launch. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting that it's, like, taken this long to actually be a part of the DLC packs. I always thought it was going to be in the DLC pack one just because they can make more money that way. But, yeah. And, look, you know, the amount of people and kids. And, you know, you know, Minecraft's massive with kids, obviously. You just feel like with the Amiibo, they surely get a release at least two of the amiibo for these. I wouldn't be shocked if they do all four, like just have all the four characters. So yeah, no, looking forward to this, looking forward to the amiibo, very excited, more amiibo to add to my pile of shame. Um, <laughs> and that closes out our, our uh, thoughts for now around um, Minecraft finally coming to smash. And in other big news that really broke this week, cyberpunk 2077. So this was pretty big news, I think, just because, you know, there's been a lot of debate, consternation around crunch in the video game industry. And I've got like some really maybe, you know, out there views on it. So it'd be really interesting to hear what you, you think, Swinney. But probably where the, the real big story comes in here is CG, CD Projekt Red, which is the Polish developer and very like, you know, pro gamer, very consumer friendly and historically been pretty good from a dev perspective in the grand scheme of things last year confirmed uh with jason schreier and he was the one who broke this story as well that they would not be crunching first cyberpunk 2077 and the result of that was the game had been delayed at least two times officially and i think unofficially multiple times and now that we're heading up to its release in November, is it November 19th from memory? I can't remember, Swinney. Um, uh, I think sure. they're I'll just at a up. point. 
Yeah, I think they're just at a point with the game where it's like it's still not quite finished. It has gone gold, but, you know, as they always do, they push out a day one patch that they've basically just said, you know what, like we have to hit this date. They've got massive ad campaigns for the game. The consoles are coming out, like the next-gen consoles. You're right. Yeah, November 19th. 19th, yeah. And, you know, you've got these next-gen consoles coming out. They just, they can't afford it to slip out of the Christmas period of time that they've gone to their whole staff saying, look, we have to start working six days a week. So they're going to start working Saturdays, presumably, uh, to get the game done. And yeah, this is this has had a huge reaction in more probably the gaming press and maybe a little bit in general um, with with the sort of gaming public out there. But yeah, what, what were your thoughts around this? Well, first of all, you know, it's horrible to have mandatory overtime regardless like of how i feel about you know the impact on on the game and people's decisions to do this willingly is the fact that to come out and say essentially we are mandating this is we're now working six days a week and up until i guess launch that's that that's crap that is just absolute crap um you know people you know obviously people very passionate developers would be you know be many of them probably happy to do this because they're so they've put so much time to this they love what you know what they're working on you know we've all been there in um you know in different times you know when it comes to work sometimes you feel passionate about delivering something that you'll put in that extra time but to say that it's mandatory is just it's rough it's so rough and i can't the one thing that um, you know, we haven't mentioned any statements from them, um, mm. you know, in the email that went out to the staff yet, but it obviously this isn't a decision they've they've taken lightly. Um, and you know, they've said that look, you know, this is in direct opposition to what how they feel about everything and how they feel about how development should be handled, but it doesn't change the fact that it's happened, you know, yeah, yeah, it's it's rough, it's rough because. If this didn't happen, then you've got a whole bunch of people. Like, if this didn't happen, the game will probably push to next year, you know, and which is going to make a lot of people, you know, a, a lot of people very unhappy as well. Um, and it's, I think, even if everyone signed on or it was optional or whatever, I still doesn't make it. I don't think it makes it right. Honestly, it's it's that it, it's tricky. It's yeah. I don't yeah, know. What's, what's your say, thoughts? What's your yeah, thoughts? I mean, we should say that. Um, you know, that it is paid over time. You know, there are, there is a lot of, oh. actually, honestly, there's a lot of people I know <laughs> that, you know, are asked to chip in and work more hours and sort of work weekends and they're not getting paid for it. Like they just, they have their salary and they're, you know, they're still getting their salary. Um, so, you know, it has been confirmed that they are going to get paid an extra day uh, a week as to what they're normally getting paid. And also the way that CD Projekt Red does it internally um, I, you know, I should know this, but I can't remember if it's revenue or profit, but there is an actual sort of, you know, revenue sharing, income sharing yeah. amongst the staff. So they get about 10% and I, it might not be profit. It might, oh, it might be profit actually. It would make more sense if it was profit. It's probably 10% of profit of the game, uh, will actually be distributed amongst staff, which is very, very generous. And then they probably get their already the sort of normal bonuses that you normally get in video games, depending on, you know, Metacritic, unfortunately, scores is normally they do it. Um, and then potentially sales goals and things like that. For me, uh, you know, I, I really don't understand the 
you know, I'm, I'm, I, the only way I look at it is I look at games media and just go, okay, these are media people. They're just not in the artistic field and it's a completely different realm. And then I just turn my mind to people who are creative and then also people who are doing things that are, you know, things that are go down in history, not like doing your regular job. Like I do, I just do a regular job, but people who are doing things that people will talk about in 20, 30 years. And it's just not the same. It's not the same meaning to people. And, you know, I look at, you know, sports teams, you know, they're asked to sacrifice, they're asked to travel, they're asked to, you know, work very intensely, have time away from their families. And everyone looks at that and goes, okay, that's normal. I think there's just this weird, odd thing with, you know, creative fields where people think it should be like a nine to five job. And it just isn't. And historically, it's been proven many, many times. It's just not a nine to five job. And for me, the only thing that I think is bad about this whole situation is that they pretty much went out there and said, we won't do this. Like, I think internally, you certainly don't want to have a culture where they're crunching 24-7. And that's sort of like the whole modus operandi of the studio. But I think, you know, if you're doing anything around, you know, the the sort of mixing between tech and creative, you're always just going to get into this situation where you think that there's only like one or 2% to go. And then when you really uncover it, it's actually a lot more. And then it has the sort of impacts of, oh, you know, I really want to rework all these things. And, and as I was sort of saying before, it's like, you know, they're trying to create something that is defining of the generation, defining of their own respective careers, living up to the hype of what their rep got to with Witcher 3. And like, I, I you know, I don't know. And, and you, like, I should put more context out there. You know, I've worked different jobs and I've worked jobs where, you know, I would work till 1, 2 a.m. And that wasn't even an odd thing. You know, like we'd hear people talk about, you know, war stories about, you know, people working the weekend and sleeping in the office. And that's like a celebrated thing. And I'm not saying this is normal, but it is normal in some areas and some workforces and some areas of, of work out there. And I just look at all this stuff and I just, I don't really understand the reaction. Like I get the, just the simple logic of going, you shouldn't have to do this. But the downstream impacts are these people are getting paid decent money and they're in Poland and it's probably like one of the best jobs you can get in Poland. And they're going out there creating something that's truly artistic and they need to hit this deadline. Like that's just the sort of be all and end all of it. I mean, the game was already meant to be out and it's going to have a massive impact on the studio. If they miss Christmas, you know, next gen and Christmas all happening at once, it's kind of a non-negotiable. So like I, and it, it, I, I take them for their word that they're sort of, you know, a bit torn about this and, you know, it's obviously embarrassing for them to go out there and say, we don't crunch is never the answer. And then they've, <laughs> one year later going to everyone in their studio hey you have to crunch but I, I just don't know why it's such a dirty word I, I i really don't understand it personally outside of so people just haven't lived it the a lot of this is wrapped up in the fact that um i can't speak for for poland and much of the eu on this but the fact that you know there are no uh unions really for game developers um especially in the u.s and what that has, when you combine that with the fact that crunch has been a problem for a long time, and you've got cases where it really came to light in Rockstar. Um, I think there may have been some stuff around uh, Blizzard as well. I'm not sure about that one, but it's it 
the reason, you know, is because it, it, it sucks. It absolutely sucks for these people. And the problem is that when you mandate something, um, you take that, you take the option out of people's hands, whether or not they want to, you know, to say that it's all about being part of history and creating something. There might maybe devs in that studio where they're just like, this is just the thing I do to get a paycheck. And suddenly sure. they can no longer do that. You know, they're, they're being forced to work an extra day that essentially is outside of, and I don't know from a contract standpoint, if that's built in, that's an important part as well is, is this stuff built in to say this will every now and then you may be required to do this work because then you should expect it almost, you know, like that's, that's part and parcel of contracts. I've been, you know, when you do events on weekends and stuff, Yeah, but I think the problem is that like mandating this is, uh, I think it's, that's the rough part. Um, I know I, I'm fairly certain a lot of these people would do it regardless, right? You know, if but to to mandate, I think is 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 the part that is that really sucks for me. But the, what's different here, I think, than some of the other examples that have come over up over the past, let's say, probably decade, is that CD Projekt Red have been pretty straightforward and. You know they've 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 commented you know back to you know media outlets about this, and I think they've been very like upfront and saying, look, we 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 have gone back on our word essentially, you know, but we mm. need to do this. So it's almost like they've owned up to it as opposed to just trying to like hide it away. They've actually gone out of their way to say, look, no, we promised this, and unfortunately, we we've, there's no other. We've we've exhausted all our other options, and this is the only option we have. I, I do give them credit for that, but I, it still makes me feel very dirty that it's a mandatory thing for all staff. That's, well, or and that's the thing is I don't know if it's just okay. Are we talking every single person? Because you know we know the game studios are more than just the actual coders and developers. You know, there's the marketing staff. There's you know everyone else. I don't know if it's if it's just specific people. Or it's everyone. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I think language matters here and. One thing that frustrates me is, and I'm not having a go at you, so don't take it like this. So I, you know, I'll try to say it carefully, but I think language matters and not, not so much what you're saying, but I have heard a lot of other people, the way they talk about this, you know, oh, they have to do this or they're forced to. It's like, they're not like, they're not slaves that, you know, every day you go into work, you're choosing to go into work. You don't have to go there, you know, and I've worked at places I haven't liked and I've moved on. And, you know, I've worked in environments where they ask a lot from you. And then over time, I'm like, you know what? This isn't for my life. Mm. But to kind of ask them to change what they are, like, this is, to me, a part of the creative process. Like, sometimes you get to the end of something and it's, you know, everyone's expecting you to deliver something by a certain date. And that date doesn't move normally. So you just kind of have to suck it up and... The whole mandatory thing to me is I look at it maybe the other way and maybe I'm like a psycho, but I look at it in the way of, you know, I'd probably be one of the people that was already working on the weekend because I'm like, hey, you know what? We're not going to get through this unless we start adding a, a Saturday. Not a, and then not I look around like and go. That, not everyone's like that though. Like no, there's no, people no. that value the value. Let me, let me just say this one thing. There's people that value their personal time. You know, I've, I've had to take, I, I've quit jobs um, over, just being too stressed and yeah. I went through a period where I was working like that and I just said look my mental health and my personal time is not like is not worth 
worth this. It, the yeah. business doesn't care about me as an individual enough for me to care about that. And the problem with saying, well, they don't have to do that. Well, they they do because they'll essentially, if they don't and they quit, they'll be blackballed from working in that industry, at least especially in no. that region. Oh, 100% they would be because they're relying on they're relying on references and relying on connections. And Amen. if you're talking about if you're talking in Poland, City Project Red is the powerhouse there. Now, sure. it's not the only studio that's in that region, but suddenly if you then say, "Well, I've spent my whole career working at City Project Red, but I can't get a good reference from them because they, you know, they felt that I, you know, I quit because I didn't want to do this." Well, that is that is harming you. It's not just a matter of I don't want to do this. It's like you are essentially forced into doing this. Otherwise, you're going to hamstring your career, basically. Nah, look, I couldn't, you know, I respect what you're saying, but I couldn't disagree with you anymore. You know, what you did was the right thing. You know, you didn't like the environment you were in and you made a decision to do the best thing for you, which was to get out of there. Like, I just look at it as go, like, you know, I take it into the realm of sport. You know, if I go into a team and I go, hey guys, we're training too hard. We're doing the extra sessions. This isn't working for my, you know, work-life balance. That team is just going to lose. They're not going to win the grand final. They're never going to get on with it. They're never going to win a title, right? So like I've come into an environment and tried to change fundamentally how it works, which is against, you know, that whole competitive field rather than looked at myself and said, you know, am I able to go into that space you know whatever i whatever you do in life like if i go you know one thing i've always been interested in is to get into politics but that's a huge trade-off that you're making around your personal life and your relationships and all these things it's not like you go in and go i want the world to change around me to fit what i want it's you know you have to understand the the environment and what it's all about you know i had an opportunity to go into game development and into that space but I didn't choose to go down that path because I know that crunch is just a part of that field. It's been a part of it from the start. I don't ever see it going away because people are complex. People aren't that great at estimating things. People aren't that great at, you know, trading things off and sort of going, Hey, 80% is good enough here. We need to move on instead of perfecting it. And then going, shit, we don't have enough time to get through all of this. And I just look at it and go like, you know, if you're the kind of people who are pulling your weight in the studio and then not everyone else is, like, this is kind of an important thing to do and go, hey, everyone, we have to all pull together here and not just rely on, like, maybe half the studio working more time and crunching. We just have to, you know, bite the bullet and all do it together. And it's not forever also, by the way. Like, they're talking about doing this now. It's probably the last, like, six weeks of development. Like, that's, that's I don't know, I find it, like, totally reasonable in my world, and I find the whole reaction from everyone to be so unreasonable. So I don't know. And, and you know, we've said before that I'm, I'm very capitalist and corporate. <laughs> so maybe this is the ultimate nail in the coffin for that kind well, of stuff. I think what you're saying, well, that's just part and parcel. Well, and this is what people have been saying for long. Well, it shouldn't be. There's something fundamentally wrong with the process of game development if that is part and parcel. Now, so what I'm asking you here is, mm. so let's say you've got a developer in Poland that, you know, you are Polish, you live in Poland, you know, you've never, you know, let's say you don't have the, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to move to another country in the EU. Let's say, you know, you're Polish Why through and through, right? You're, I'm just saying, right? Let's say that's not really an option that you, that just meshes well with your personal life. You want to live in Poland, right? 
you're saying that it wouldn't hurt someone's career if they said if they chose to leave because of this decision. No, what I'm saying is that they have made a very poor judgment from the start, right? They've entered a field where if you go into games development and think that you're going to work a nine to five job, you're fooling yourself fundamentally. And I'll, you know, I think it's a different debate about, you know, is this right or wrong? Is this the way the games industry and development industry should work? Like I'm more than happy to have that debate one day. I think that's a kind of almost a separate debate in a weird way. Uh, versus like what's happening right here and right now because this is an instance versus like should this always happen but the reality is if you're going into this field and i made this choice in my life if you're going into this field you gotta accept that this is the way the field operates maybe it will change one day and by the way i think it's gotten a lot better as a whole like there's still some really terrible examples like naughty dog it's basically like crunch for two years straight so they were working weekends for the last two years not six weeks I think, you know, yes, the biggest part of this is they've gone out publicly saying, we're not going to do this. They've gotten a bunch of journalists on their side saying, you know, this is a good example of a studio doing the right thing. And then they've backed off. Like that's a massive error on their part in CD Projekt Red. Um, but yeah, look, you know, obviously we, we agree to disagree on this one. I just think that you've made a decision to go in a field where you had kind of no right to go into in the first place. Like, it's like going, I want to get into politics, but I don't want people to pry into my personal life. Now, whether that's right or wrong, if they do that, is the separate thing. You know, it's the same as like, oh, I don't want people attacking my family or me on Twitter if I'm in politics. It Park the whole, is it right or wrong that people do that? It will happen. So if you do not have the, the stamina, if it doesn't make sense for your life to be able to take that on board with that whole sort of perspective of how it's going to work... You're setting yourself up for a fail to go into that field. I'm sorry to say. And if, if mm. you can't crunch for six weeks, like, I don't know. Like, it, it's not a, hey, we're going to do this for five years straight or two years straight like a naughty dog. Like, I, I just think you're in the wrong field. And the whole thing of unions in, in developers, like, that's another conversation. I think that's crazy as well. Yeah, um, but the reason the reason I brought it up is because the... Those these two topics um, have been very linked together throughout. Mm. You know, as I said, the last decade. Like this has been a thing that has really been they've been swirling, you know, around each other. Um, and so yeah. that's why I kind of mentioned it. So, but yeah, that yeah. that is a very different thing. So, yeah, and and look, like uh, you know, you know, at some point we're not going to get anywhere here. But I, I do think there's always a balance in life with these things. And I think, you know, there was a period of time in the last 10 years where it was far too much on the the studio side, the publisher side, where it's pushing that creative workforce to work themselves to the bone and then not really reap the rewards of that either. I think that part of it is really wrong. Like, I think having the developers and the people in the studio share in more of the, more of the gains is, is what it needs to be and needs to be more of. Um and, and, you know, getting that balance right is important, but I just think the idea of it never, like you never crunching is just unrealistic and it will never happen. But um, I guess we'll see. We'll see. Changing gears completely. <laughs> Yakuza. Yes. Do, you, do you want to take this away? Yeah. So 
Some interesting news. So the latest entry in the Yakuza series, which is Yakuza Like a Dragon, um, is actually now Series X uh, and Series S launch title. Which the worst name, by the way. <laughs> what the Series X? Series yeah, S. it's just hard to say. I know, yeah. I know. Um, so basically, it, that change in itself is not a huge thing because that's actually only a small. Um, it's been pushed forward slightly. But what's interesting now is that. The game is not hitting PS5 in the West until March, mm. which is wild because anyone that knows Yakuza series, it's always been a PlayStation staple. It's you know yeah. uh, they may have done some PC ports um, throughout these. I'm not sure, but it's generally always been a PlayStation series up until last year when they ported. Um, so they ported Yakuza Kiwami, Kiwami Two, and Yakuza Zero to xbox and put them all in game pass and they're still in game pass now i said last year maybe it was actually early this year this year's been very long so it feels like this like that was two years ago (laughs) it's been a long long year (laughs) yeah (laughs) so and um and i've actually been playing yakuza kiwami um so this is kind of why this news is also interesting to me because i've kind of started on the journey of of playing through these really acclaimed you know games and um, i'm loving it so far but so basically, to go back to uh, what's releasing on, so it's releasing on Xbox One, uh, Xbox Series X and S, as I said, PC and PS4 on November mm. the 10th. So it's coming to PS4 on November the 10th, but it's not coming to PS5 until March. And Sega have not really given a statement why at this point, why there's such a delay. And I say in the West because um, I'm not sure about Japan. Every article that I've read has said, it's coming to PS5 in March in the West. So I would almost assume that it's maybe going to be available earlier in Japan. The, the, the Yakuza games have always had a very weird development um, history with the West. A lot of the games got ported um, after the sequels had even come out in Japan in the past. So there was such <laughs> a long amount of time. And they generally now, I'm not sure if they actually tried to dub them over originally, but now they generally all are just subtitled, which makes sense because it's set in Kamurocho, it's set in this, you know, mm. very, very Japanese, um, like, you know, uh, city, set of city blocks and things like that. Um, it's obviously dealing with, you know, Yakuza um, clans and things like that. But it's, this is just really interesting because this, yeah, it's for it to not be a PS5 launch title, but to be an Xbox Series X for such a PlayStation focused series is really bizarre. And it makes you wonder, is it, because of development problems or is it because of microsoft you know it's i don't know i oh with do you Sega? Think it, yeah do you <laughs> think that it's possible because because of the recent no. history of them no. bringing stuff into game pass and ports no you don't I mean, think like, that no, done because, in exclusivity no because i think even um you know it's, you know there's exclusive launch titles on the PS5 that are from Microsoft Studios now. And, you know, they they were talking about acquiring Bethesda back in July and that didn't change any decisions that Bethesda took from July I'm not talking about acquisition of Sega. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking oh, about... Oh, sorry, I'm the... confused. No, no, no. I'm not talking about Microsoft buying Sega. I know we mentioned oh, that. Oh, I thought you were... No, no, no. No, I'm saying, you're no, I'm saying do you think you're just Microsoft saying that, like, they've of... paid them some money? They've done a deal to be exclusive on next gen for, yeah, maybe, for a little maybe. bit. I mean, like I said to you, like a lot of these deals and, you know, I've seen some of these deals where, you know, you you agree to something and then say, we don't want you to say anything or give an explanation. 
Like that's a part mm. of the exclusive. And, it, it, you know, part of it is just like from a corporate perspective, you're putting it out there to people to go, oh, you know, will PlayStation 5 get, get everything? What's going on here? Um, the one thing I do want to mention as well with this that I thought was, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's always bumpy, these transitions. And I feel like the fact that you you can use your old games and plug it into the new system, it's always going to cause more issues, is that if you start playing this game on PS4 and then you get a PlayStation 5, you can't transfer your save data. Yeah, I heard so about that, that. That's bad, man. <laughs> like... Uh, I also I, I, will, I will also sorry clarify that if you buy it on Xbox One and PS4, you will receive the free next gen upgrade. But yes. obviously, the PS5 One won't be available to much. Yeah, and also that, like I know we've already touched on it before, but I will keep mentioning it. That is becoming an interesting thing because people are catching on pretty quickly to wait a second. If I buy the PS4 version, I get the PS5 version as well for free. And it's often cheaper to buy the PS4 version. And it's, it kind of net results exactly the same, really. Like, you, if you have the PS5 version, you have to put the disc into your system. With the PS4 version, you still have to put the disc into the PS5. So I, I, I do wonder what's going to happen with the sales and just, like, people's consumer behavior. Yeah, just this particular example, because it's always been a PlayStation series, it's just really interesting to me. Because... It does give, you know, it. I will say Yakuza has has been gaining a lot more popularity in, let's say, the last five years since um, the Kwame. So, if you didn't know, uh, the Kwame games are the remakes of Yakuza one and two, mm. um, and then there's Yakuza three, four, and five, and then six was is the most recent game in the series. Um, that's, I guess, like in the timeline, basically. So this game. I don't know if it's going to technically be um, a seventh game. It's very different as well. I don't know if you've seen any footage from this game, but this game is bonkers. Yeah. It is absolutely insane. Um, and it's it's ter- like the, the game's turn-based, you know, whereas every other Yakuza game, uh, I don't know about the, the zombie one they made, but um, is has been like, you know, like action beat-em-up style combat. Um, but because the protagonist loves Dragon Quest so much, the, he sees all his battles in turn base. It's so it's such a bizarre so cool. concept. But, yeah, I just saw a bit of it where it talks about Dragon Kart, like a ripoff of Mario Kart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's a whole there's a whole uh, yeah dra- uh, kart racing. Like they've always been crazy. But um, and the thing for me is that so as I said, I've been playing through them, but only a Kwami Kwami Tune uh, Yakuza Zero available. So I'll only probably play Kwame 1 and Kwame 2 on Xbox and then uh, if they decide to um, to remake 3 and 4 I don't know if that's been you know announced or whatever it wouldn't surprise me if they do um, then I'll probably start you know resume from there but it is just yeah Yuxa like Microsoft now has a launch exclusive which is a pretty strong one it's not going to appeal mm. to everyone but they do have one um, which is what you couldn't say before this news really you know they had there's definitely yeah, games. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. If, you buy, if you buy a Series X, there's going to be games for you to play. You know, Assassin's Creed, there's a whole bunch of games. But in terms of why you'd buy a Series X over PS5, even if you could get one now, which you probably can't get any of them, but um, is now now there's a reason to get a Series X over a PS5 if you love Yakuza, basically, and you can't wait. So, yeah, I mean, this whole series to me has been like. 
a series that I'd heard of, but really not heard much about to really growing in popularity, like quite quickly. Like it's been pretty impressive actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm fortunate that um, I've, I've listened to a lot of people talk about Yakuza for a long time before I ever got my hands on it. So I understand a lot about, a lot more than I would have normally, I should say. Uh, don't understand yeah. a lot of Yakuza. I understand, like, in terms of, you know, what you should play and things like that, just because I've heard other people talking about it. But for someone brand new, like, I could see, especially on Xbox, you're like, okay, Yakuza 0, oh, I'll start with it, you know, and they'd probably still be okay, but that's a prequel, you know, and most prequels are generally done with being very fan servicey to what you know is going to happen, you know, if mm. you think about it been created after um so it's yeah it's it's really interesting but just yeah i i i feel sorry for ps5 players that were really looking forward to this game um you know maybe maybe if you can't wait maybe get on pc or or ps4 so well the fact that your save data doesn't transfer sort of i don't know like you know and we're probably a little bit different but i you know if i was a playstation exclusive player i just probably hold off and wait until it gets released on the ps5 i have heard a lot of people talk about this like you know with cyberpunk 2077 like a bunch of people are just like i'm just gonna wait until they're re you're not redone but you know uh, adapted for uh ps5 and xbox series x and then play it then which probably makes a lot of sense if you're happy to miss the initial buzz And um, <laughs> moving on to another uh, famous Japanese franchise, Pokemon. So we, we had some Pokemon news this week as well. Uh, so the second part of uh, the DLC and the the date that it's coming out, which is uh, later this month. So this is the, the Crown Tundra. Um, you know, probably the biggest call out here is, you know, and this has been a massive controversy around uh, this Pokemon game, around not having the full Pokedex. Um, that they're bringing back every single uh, legendary into Crown Tundra. And the one thing that I called that I was just expecting to happen, and I know that a lot of people, a lot of commentators were thinking it wasn't, but that they are grouping together the base Pokemon game and the DLC into a single cart for Christmas. And it's very kind of unoriginal in terms of how they're branding it. It's just literally sword or shield and then it sort of just has this huge thing at the front that says includes the expansion pass which i I, you know i'm surprised they didn't just go down that route of calling it like ultra sword or ultra shield but yeah like i I, you could see this coming from a mile away there's a lot of people who still can't get or don't want to bother about buying the dlc so they just want you know the full version for their kids for christmas if they change the name of it you'd see pokemon I'm sorry. I'm going to put the Pokemon community down on blast here, just like you put me on blast. <laughs> I'm they 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 some of the that that community is so fickle about things that just seem like they just don't matter to anyone else. And I think if they named it Ultra, you'd yeah. have a whole bunch of people just being like, "This isn't a true Ultra version. We were yeah, used true. to getting all these different upgrades." Like, I think it makes sense for them just to be straightforward and say it's Sword and Shield plus yeah. these expansions. And when I say when I say fickle, it's more about the Pokedex thing is hundred percent. I think I understand that one, um, but there's just so many other things. I think it was, what was that Pokemon um, MOBA game that got announced, and then suddenly oh, it was yeah, the worst thing right. in the world. You know, it was like the worst thing in the world that they announced this separate game. Um, 
So I think they did the right thing to just name it like that, honestly. Um, but I don't no, really have right. much. I don't really have a you know a big part to play in this because I've played a Pokemon game since Pokemon Red on the Game Boys. So. What looked not like, counting I'm... like Pokemon Stadium or something on sixty four. I played some random other stuff, but not a main I, one. I have to say, you know, like I don't want to lean into the Pokemon community, but I, I kind of do actually get the look. This is the thing, like, and I'm definitely a capitalist. Pokemon, they basically sell the same amount of units every time for an insanely relatively small amount of work. It's like the biggest cash cow the world has ever seen. Like the Pokemon franchise, like from a a value perspective, is the number one franchise ever. Like it's more than Star Wars, more than Mickey Mouse, more than Toy Story, more than all these other franchises. It's number one, Pokemon. Like in terms of the, the toys it sells, mobile, the games themselves. So they kind of got zero incentive because they're still just banking money. Zero incentive to do what I want them to do. Like I would love if one of these mainline games, they actually put in real effort into it. And I'm not saying like a Breath of the Wild Pokemon, but you know, like something where you can legitimately say they've put in a lot of effort into this game and it's different. I think at that stage I'd go, you know what, I might dive back into it, but... The thing is, it's like a slow evolution of the game that we played back on the Game Boy. <laughs> and it's not really that much different, like really. Um, and the, the other thing that I think is funny with this is, you know, surprisingly for Nintendo, that, you know, they have, they're, they're going to release the DLC earlier than the cart version, which has everything in it. But it's only like a week or two earlier. And they've obviously already finished it because to make those carts... They have to like be done at least, I think, six weeks, I think, is the absolute minimum. So that means they're just sitting on the DLC now. <laughs> it's like fully finished and they're just waiting to get it close to the date of when the cards come out, but, you know, not close enough so that the Pokemon community is not going to totally crack the shits. Um, I mean, it's not that long. Like, it's less than a month, so. Yeah, I know, but it just it's, it's funny, though, because they could have released... Yeah, I know, I know. It's just normally, you know... If they have it, people have been waiting for it for quite a while now, the DLC. So, yeah. But, um, and then the other one is this whole Pokemon Home thing. <laughs> it's the most confusing thing ever. And the way it works is just, it's just so bad. Like, people who are so deep into Pokemon, it's so confusing how you have to set it all up. And they're making it a little bit easier so you can actually take your Pokemon from Pokemon Go, the mobile game, on, into Pokemon Home. But,. It's not easy to get it back out, and it's just it's a it's a total mess. And my wife is into Pokemon a lot, but you know she she just can't be bothered with this Pokemon Home stuff because it's so confusing. And moving on to uh, next story around the Xbox Hall of Fame, and I, I want you to take this away, Swinny, but I'm gonna get really frustrated at you. This is gonna be like the I'm getting frustrated at you episode. <laughs> This one I'll say I think it's pretty clear why um, oh. I not Anyway <laughs> Go so, on, go on <laughs> To celebrate the launch of the new next-gen Xbox consoles Xbox has announced the Xbox Hall of Fame Which is a competition for basically game score success um, In specifically Xbox One games So it's almost a celebration of the Xbox One as much as the next-gen um, or, so is that right? Because I think technically they said it's in the Xbox One's lifespan. I don't think they actually said it's the Xbox One games. Um, I'm pretty I'll, sure because I saw some debate about one. that. 
Okay, yeah, well, let me check, check while you're going one. over it. Sorry, that's no, no, the, you, that's, you... yeah, that's the way that I read it. Is that it? That it's only applicable to Xbox One titles. Um, so basically, gamers can register um, to compete across eight different categories. So we've got some categories that are based on getting most achievements in the lifetime of the Xbox One um, through to uh, October nineteenth. Um, same with uh, gamer score. There's also um, all of these are based on region as well. So basically, you're you know they'll have a lot of people. You know, not every region is, I'd say, you know, applicable for this. I think we've got it's US, Canada, Brazil, Mexico, France, Germany, Austria, Switzerland, Australia, uh, New Zealand, yeah. the Netherlands, Spain, Italy, Poland, and Sweden. So you have winners um, in each region, which is great. And there's also some specific um, categories relating to Game Pass. So, you know, playing the most Xbox Game Pass titles in your region, which is stupid. I'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> and some specific things for Sea Thieves, Forza Horizon 4, and State of Decay 2. So, I look, anything that brings more light to um, the amount of effort that, um, you know, the achievement community puts into, you know, playing their games, um, it's... Is great. Um, so I'm not going to, you know, have a go at the idea of this. Um, but for a lot of this, unfortunately, a lot of these categories are already decided. Um, and True Achievements, which is a site, you know, that is literally the site I visit every day about this because we talked about I'm an Achievement Hunter or Achievement Whore, however you like to say it. Um, <laughs> they've already built custom <laughs> leaderboards um, that track a lot of this stuff by region. Um, so within, like, the two days they already had all this stuff set up for everyone. And the battle's only between a couple of people in most regions at this point because... Who are on the edge? The, well, it's it's more like the people people do this stuff without a competition. So they, <laughs> they, you know, like, they put the yeah, most right. time in. It's ridiculous. And to Xbox's credit, um, seems like they've given a lot of honorary inductions to a lot of these big name players like Smirnoff, Stalin 83. They already have ridiculous game scores anyway. Um, that's obviously mm. also a PR thing because those players actually, you know, have decent um, followers and things like that as well. Almost, I don't never thought of this, but they're almost like an achievement influencer. It's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> well, technically, awesome, it's that's technically awesome. probably the case. Um, but, and I will say there are also random prize draws. So, the the reason why so when you told me about this Intergot, the reason why um i said what's the point for me is because i already know that the way that i play games for achievements is completely the opposite of what this competition is tracking and rewarding so i play rpgs which are generally with the exception of some games it's that's a long tail process, you know. I enjoy playing games and get and working on RPGs and getting RPGs there, but the you know, like a lot of these RPGs take well over a hundred hours to complete. Sometimes, sometimes in excess of three hundred hours. Sometimes, like maybe on average, they're fifty hours. So suddenly, when you start saying earn the most gamer score, earn the most achievements, well, that that's ridiculous for someone playing these long games because you know you'd have to literally just play twenty four seven, you know, and. Yeah. The thing as well is that, and I think we mentioned it some at some point in previous episodes, there's a whole bunch of just trashy games out there that you can complete within an hour and get a 1,000 game score. And that has just become so much more prominent since I did Xbox became a thing, so these indie publishers could self-publish. And so now you've, like, the achievement community and true achievements is already all over this by just basically saying, well, 
that's all the I think it's Ratalika is the, the publisher that makes all those easy ones. It's like, well, they're, suddenly they're going to get a huge amount of sales, so people are just going to buy all them, and they're just going to just stack them out all up. So it doesn't make sense for me to really be part of this because, and honestly, sorry, the one thing I was going to say about the Game Pass ruler, played the most Game Pass titles, like. What does that involve? Just downloading each title and just launching it. Like I think everyone, so. people are just going to max out. The, like you're going to have people with the same amount because everyone's just going to download the same amount of games. It's, I, it's kind of weird. Yeah, that one. That one's that one's the weirdest one. And now, look, yeah. I want to circle back on why I you you have to enter this. You don't have a choice. Uh, <laughs> but but I will go on to that one because that one was the weirdest to me. And, and I've read through the terms and conditions while you was talking. It's just the Xbox One, so it's like engaging in gameplay on the Xbox Live on the yeah, Xbox. Yeah, so that's One. that's what I thought. Yeah, so the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty would count, like the games. It's just playing them on the Xbox One, and in the uh, lifetime of the Xbox One. No, I'm not. Does it specifically say backwards compatible titles do? Is it count? It does. It doesn't. Doesn't like it's. It's vague on that. It's just talking about gamer score and achievements in the lifetime see, of the Xbox One. Because the easiest way to track this from them would probably just be to say, well, is the game on native on an Xbox One? Yes, nah. it counts. Look, I haven't... Because, like, because I, with I the 360 backwards compatibility, it launches like a fake 360 yeah. um, interface and the whole thing. So it wouldn't surprise me if it doesn't count them. I, I, I don't think that they could exclude it because there's nothing in here that specifically says it has to be an Xbox One game. It's just talking about the lifespan and then playing it on Xbox One. And if anything, if I lost because of this, I would challenge it because it doesn't actually specifically prohibit it. It just talks about gamer score and achievements, both of which you can get from Xbox or OG Xbox three sixty games as well. So I like I would definitely count that as the scope okay. based on so, the T's and C's. So I'm just reading so True Achievements has a very close relationship with Microsoft. I'm just yeah. reading um so it seems like that is the case. So achievements only count if they're earned on Xbox One. So in their leaderboards, they've only included Xbox One games and the backwards compatible 360. Yeah. yeah, that's how I read the T's and C's. So, yeah, that the one that I thought was the strangest was the most Xbox Game Pass titles played because surely this is going to be a bunch of people that are all equal on this one and they'll just have to randomly pick one person. Well, yes and no. That's I've said that before, but I've had another thought about that. It's because it's from... It's essentially, they say from November 2013, like Game Pass, yeah. I don't know if, I don't think it goes back that far, but maybe. It no, no, it doesn't. Uh, maybe time's weird these days, that's all I know. Uh, but there's a it lot of people. It doesn't go back to 2013, does it? Surely not. Uh, I mean, it's been around for a while, but maybe not that. That does surprise me if it is. Um, now, 2017 it launched. 2017, okay. So... You've got a lot of people like nobody. Nobody would have expected that to be a thing back then. So I guess if people played a whole bunch of games prior to this announcement from Xbox uh, from Game Pass, and a lot of those things have left, then then yeah. So that's definitely not going to be the case because you could have downloaded every single Game Pass game when it first came out, and a lot of those games aren't in Game Pass anymore. You know? No, no, but that's what I'm saying. There would definitely be a bunch of people that have played. So okay. There are a lot of odd people out there. We both agree, right? Yeah. I remember when I had PlayStation Plus, every single time a game came out, I would download it and launch it and play it a little bit. Like every single game, no matter how good or bad it was. So 
you know, and I'm not even that crazy of a gamer. Like there's definitely people out there who would have like downloaded, launched every single game pass game that's been released in their region. Maybe It wouldn't be like one person. It wouldn't be one person. It'd be, I don't know what the number is, but it feels gut feel. It'd be dozens of people that have launched every single game. So the reason why this is just like kind of stupid as well is because with these kind of um, tracking the amount of games you played have been leaderboards on true achievements for like since the site launched. Yeah. And there's no skill involved in that. Like now the difference yeah, in game yeah. passes, you don't have to purchase the games. Whereas before like people compete on those leaderboards. How many Xbox games have I played? Which means they're actually, they're either, you know, using whatever Gamefly rental services that they used to have all the time to try to, you know, <laughs> get as many games as possible, or they're just purchasing as many games as possible, which is ridiculous. So that, that one is a bit stupid. It does, I will say, it does get, it's it's cheeky by Microsoft because it does get people actually downloading games and potentially playing them. And Microsoft <laughs> can then say, oh, we've had X amount of downloads because of this, you know. So it's, it's sneaky to put that in. And we should say, like, these prizes are pretty crazy. Like... How many categories are there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So even in Australia, there's eight categories and the there's one big prize awarded for each category, which is the Xbox Hall of Fame prize pack. That's a Series X, this trophy, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate for 12 months and their branded hoodie for eight. Like, that's 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 cool, man. That, I don't know. But, that's pretty sick. But that's... So, so which category is that? Well, each category, you get that prize. Oh, okay. Each category. All right. Yeah. So and the then thing you is, have like, you know, like, you know, all these subs, you know, subsidiary prizes for the next 10, I think, or 20 people. Yeah. So and the prize draw. The, so the thing is, as I was mentioned, like, I've been part of the community for a long time. Yeah. People already have this stuff worked out. So even the ones that say in the, in the most achievements game score within a 90 day period, people already have that stuff worked out. They know because. They, competitions like this happen all every year on True Achievements and, and uh, other sites. So I already know that being part of this is just a waste of my time because I'm I'm not going to sit there, you know, like I'm not going to take days off work, <laughs> sit there and play these ridiculous games um, <laughs> that are just designed for this kind of thing. Um, so that's why I'm not interested in being part of this. I love being part of comp- um, other style of competitions that happen around this stuff. But they're just for fun, you know. As soon as you suddenly start adding these prizes to it, then nah, not interested. <laughs> before I before I do my spiel to try to get you to sign up to this, I just because you know I was reading through the T's and C's. There's one funny part of the T's and C's where it talks about Canadian prize draw winners. So this is what, you know, there's like a lucky chance draw part of it yeah. for I think 20 people. And by the way, the second prize is on the lucky chance draw. It's so shit. It's like one month of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. <laughs> like, dude, come on. Um, is that the Canadian prize draw winners, they have to correctly answer a mathematical skill twist, skill testing question, which is going to be conducted at a mutually agreeable time before de- yeah. being declared the winner. You know why that is, don't you? There's some kind of regulatory thing, right? Yeah. So basically yeah. in Australia has similar stuff where you've got game of chance or game of skill. So yeah, if you yeah. they have very different regulations and it's, yeah, that's all it is. It's just, it could literally be probably two plus two and it, it probably yeah. meets the 
Or maybe maybe they've got minimum requirements around that, but that's all that is. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's awesome. It's, it's, I think it's only like that's super weird. Yeah, that's that's really funny that one. But look, yeah. like it's it's only a hundred grand worth of Xboxes that they're and you know, like from a nominal value, like store value. I mean, I think they're getting their bang for their buck out of this out of this uh, competition because I heard about the, it. And I was like, oh, this is exciting. The thing I don't like about this, right? Yeah, is I'm I'm all for as I said celebrating, but X the way Xboxes handled achievements in this entire generation has been so lackluster that this mm. is the only time that I can think of that they've actually done anything for the people that care about it and that community, essentially. Um, and the thing is, no one cares because it's achievements. Who cares? But there's a lot of people where this is this is a huge hobby for them. And this is the only time Xbox has really done anything um, of note, honestly, um, in this whole generation. So, Yeah, no, it's fair. And now I'll just quickly try to convince you. And I know you never listen to anyone, so I'm wasting my breath, but I'll I'll have a crack. I'm not saying enter this competition because you will win any of the main categories. I'm saying on the one in, you know, 20,000 chance that you are one of the prize draw winners, I will then be able to introduce you on the podcast for the next... 500 episodes as the Hall of Fame, the Xbox Hall of Famer. <laughs> and they give you a, a right royal wrestling intro. <laughs> so just on the off chance that you snag one of the prizes <laughs> in the lucky chance draw, that is worth it for just signing Dude, up. What do you lose from signing Dude, up? I've Sign up now. Top, I've been the top RPG player in Oceania for like 10 years at this point. I'm content with that. I don't need a stupid title. No, no I, come on. <laughs> this is what I love about you and frustrates the hell out of, you, out of me. That it's this, You just have to sign up. You just have to sign up. You're already probably logged in. If you click the site, you can just go register. I'm sure you don't have to do anything other than that. Uh, when's, when's the cutoff for registration, by the way? Do you know? I don't know. Soon. Just do it. All right. Well, if what, you, I, like, I, I'll give you another chance next week to convince me because you failed this week. What am I supposed to say? You should, I don't know, come with a PowerPoint presentation or something. Okay, I'll come with something special next week. And then if you don't do it, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> okay. You got another chance. All right, all right. We'll see, we'll see next week. Was there anything else you wanted to mention about the Hall of Fame? Nah, nah, I'm all good. <laughs> all right. I'll, well, I'll just say, into... just, sorry, I'll just say, go check it out if you want to have a bit of fun. Hmm. Um, just be aware that some of those categories are already kind of decided at this point. So, Yeah. And it, look, you know, when you're creating something like this, it's kind of hard because you want to reward people that have done work in these categories without actually, you know, tipping them off in a way. But then at the same time, you want people to engage with it. I kind of wish that they broke it down a little bit like True Achievements, where it's like, are you the number one RPG player in the country? You know, all that kind of stuff. Like, that would have been fun. I think that would have been really cool. And then you probably would have actually put your hand in the ring then. Well, I would have been able to win that one. So, (laughs) yes, I would (laughs) have. But, um, yeah, I think that would have been cool because that's often how people play it anyway. Or, like, even funny ones like, you know, who's spent the most amount of time in Fortnite or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, that, all that kind of stuff would have been cool. But, you know, anyway. I still think it's a really cool promotion. It's really, really cool. And next week, next week, I'll I'll come back with something. And if you don't sign up, then I'll get annoyed. 
Oh, look, I look forward to it. Beautiful. And and now to uh, my se- my favorite segment, the bargain bin. Um, so no no big sort of all platform announcements this week, uh, but we will always start with Epic because they deliver the goods. So this week. Pin- <laughs> I've actually said this to myself and it was fine, but now <laughs> when I read it now, <laughs> I stumble. Pikuniku uh, is free this week. Abzu is free next week and Rising Storm 2 Vietnam. I think uh, Abzu is the... I- I've already got that before on Epic, so I must have been out on Epic before. But that's uh, you're probably going to pick up that one, right? For free next week? Well, yeah, I already have it, but I might pick it up on PC anyway. Um, that's yeah. by the, the same people who made... Um, Oh, man, what's that new PlayStation game that they showed where you're flying around with a bow shooting things? Oh, yeah. It's... I can't recall. Don't like the just... title. I remember that as well. It looked interesting, um, that game. It's like Archer something? or It is... Uh, let me Maybe just have a look up. at it and I'll go into the Switch stuff. Uh, it is called The Pathless. Pathless, yeah. I didn't like yeah, the title. So that's where you that's got the generic. eagle and stuff like that. So that's that's yeah. by the same people who made Abzu, oh. and Abzu also looks uh, amazing. Okay. Yeah, no, Abzu looks really cool. Uh, for Switch, probably the only callout that I have is Dragon Quest Eleven S Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition uh, is 43% off, so that's 45 Australian dollars. That is coming out to other platforms. I don't think we mentioned it, but yes, it is coming out to PS5. It hasn't been on PS5 before. Ah, sorry, PS4. And I believe it's coming to next gen as well. So... You're talking Definitive Edition hasn't been on PS4. Yes, the Definitive Edition. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I should start again. Dragon Quest Eleven obviously came out on PS4 first, but then the Definitive Editions came out on the other consoles, and now they're going back to PS5 as the Definitive, definitive Edition. It's also launching on Xbox Game Pass, I think, in December. Yes. I think. Yes. Bizarrely enough, you know, and I, you know, I'm always thinking about getting Game Pass. That was the game that I was like, oh man, maybe I should get Game Pass because that's coming onto it. But I, yeah, I won't be able to play it in the time that Game Pass requires me to play it. Um, on PlayStation, so we've got the announcements from the PlayStation blog on the next PlayStation Plus games. So this is from the 6th of October to the 2nd of November. Need for Speed Payback, but the big one is Vampire. Yes, You're excited play about this, this based on play the this game. Play this game. I've beaten the game like four times at this point. Um, oh, really? Wow. Yeah, it is. Vampire is awesome. It's, you know, by Don't Nod, um, it is just <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. I'm glad you said that. Um, and, you know, you still have time to get the Street Fighter Five and uh, play our unknown Battlegrounds. What have you written in the notes? You've written PUBG, PUBG, effectively. Uh, I didn't write those notes. Oh, no, you didn't write this. I copied this. (laughs) This is how they wrote it. That's so weird. That's so bizarre. Anyway. That's right. uh, Don't call me out on that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I take that back. I retract that statement. This is... I copied this because I don't type things. I copy and paste it. That's weird. I've got to bring that up. That's really funny. Um, So, yeah, you still have a chance to get PUBG and Street Fighter V if you jump on it right now as as the episode's getting published. Uh, Xbox, over to you. All right, there's a, quite a bit. Um, there's a few so to get through. <laughs> normally, normally, like the games of Golden Game Pass tend to get announced on like subsequent weeks. Now that's like all everything's in the same week, so it's it's crossed over. So for October's games of gold, we've got Slayaway Camp, um, which is available October first to October thirty first, which was an Xbox One title. We've got Made of Skur, which I know nothing about. That is available from October sixteenth to November the fifteenth 
on Xbox One as well. Then we've got an OG Xbox game uh, that is only available for 15 days, which is weird to me. Like, why do that to the OG Xbox One? Yeah, Sphinx and the Cursed (laughs) Mummy is available from October 1st, October 15th. Now, these are games of gold, so obviously pick pick it up, you got it. But why 15 days? Yeah, it's weird. Um, And Costume Quest is also um, about 15 days. From October 15th to October 31st. Now, Costume Quest, I love that game. I've beaten it twice. Um, really great kind of chilled um, turn-based battler with uh, from uh, Double Fine. And it has, has really, really great sense of humor to it. So, And it's probably a really cool um, game to play for kids as well. So, so new additions to Game Pass. So we've got Drake Hollow is on PC Game Pass is available now. Brutal Legend, another Double Fine game. Uh, is available now on uh, Xbox Game Pass, but that is a backwards compatible title. Then on Xbox and PC, we've got Forza Motorsport 4 coming on October the 7th. I'm actually surprised that wasn't already in Game Pass, honestly. Um, and you a mean game that se- I'm. Seven, right? Not four. Sorry, four. Did I say four? Seven. Seven. Motorsport 7. Why did I say four? That came out of nowhere. <laughs> I don't know. Because I, no- I was thinking of Forza Horizon 3. <laughs> When you said that, and then it was like... Or anywhere near that, so I have no idea what it's for. So, uh, also a title called uh, I Can Fell or It Can Fell for Xbox and PC Game Pass is coming October the 8th, which I'm actually interested in because it's a turn-based battler. It's got um, pixel graphics, looks pretty cool. And unfortunately, leaving Game Pass on October the 15th, we've got five titles. So we've got Metro 2033 Redux, leaving Xbox and PC, Minute, which is a cool little puzzler, uh, leaving mm. Xbox and PC. Felix the Reaper, uh, leaving Xbox and PC as well. And then two PC ex- uh, Game Pass titles leaving, which is State of Mind and Saints Row 4 Re-Elected. So they all leave on October the 15th. So if you want to wrap them up or give them a shot, make sure you do it within the next uh, week and a bit. Nice. And uh, just one last note. Um, we finally had confirmation on when EA Plus is... Uh, joining together with Game Pass. And it's actually coming launch day for the Series X and Series S. So anyone that already has uh, Game Pass um, for console specifically, I should say, um, is will have access to a lot of the AA Plus titles at that time. That will come to PC Game Pass sometime in December, apparently. Yeah, with the EA um, Pass, like I got EA Plus, I got confused because I thought... It has like the FIFA games and stuff like that in it, but no, I think it's only no. like a trial of those games for like ten hours or something like that. So what it is is there's access. I think you might be able to get access to the Vault, which has a select amount of titles in there, and then a lot mm. of the other stuff is trials because there's different levels. I can't. I don't know enough about it because I don't have uh, EA Play or EA Plus or whatever the hell they're calling it. Um, but there were different levels within that service as well. So this, I think, is the lower level is joining Game Pass. But it's still going to give you access to a whole bunch of games. Yeah, because I just thought it was a bit dodgy because, like, sort of, they put, like, you know, Madden, NBA, FIFA up front whenever they're talking about EA play. And then, like, I looked into it and I saw this thing where it goes, oh, you know, play for 10 hours. I was like, what? Like, isn't it the game? Like, it's so conf- it's really confusing the way that EA does it with EA play. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll see. I'll see what happens when it adds in. If they also get like put into their own little section, or if they're just mm. in the main game list that you get with Games of Gold, so that'll be interesting to see. 
Sorry. Game just one, one last thing. Um, are you getting Doom Eternal anytime soon? Um, as in downloading from Game Pass? Yeah, because it's live, right? No, I want to play through the the first reboot before I get oh, Doom Eternal. Doom 2016. Yeah. yeah. It's not that long. It's not that long. And you can get... It's, it goes on sale on PC quite a lot. So, yeah, if I see it, I'll give you the heads up. Oh, uh, no, cool. I, own it. I own it. I just oh, need to play okay. it. I just need to play it. <laughs> it's just on the backlog. It's just yes. on the backlog. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's get into our special features. And uh, the first one, you don't actually know what it is. Um, <laughs> we'll no, it. I just saw this and it says that you've got a problem. So, yes, I do have a problem. So, if, if you can open the link and, you know, for anyone playing along at home, so if you go into gamesman.com.au and just search for Amiibo Cards Box and have a search for it. <laughs> so we did speak about the Amiibo Cards. So uh, they were confirmed for Australia, these uh, Animal Crossing Amiibo Cards. And when they came out at the time, they came out in four series. They, they were the main series. And then they had a fifth series, which was very limited and very like small amount of cards. But really, when people talk about these Amiibo Cards, it's really the you know the first four series where they had a hundred cards in each each series <laughs> so I, I, have you got the the page open yes i have it open okay so <laughs> so you know my wife i had a chat to her i'm like you know what do you want for christmas and you know she's like oh this and that. i'm like you know this is available i don't know how much you'd want this or whatever blah 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 and she's like yeah, yeah i definitely want this I'm like, oh my god, this is like the end of my world. Okay, so, so do you this... know what I've done? Okay, okay. <laughs> just say, do you want me to say it's a 42 pack of Animal Crossing Amiibo cards for 207 bucks? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is only Series One. Correct. Okay, continue. And and what do you think I ordered? Don't tell me you ordered like ten of them or something. No, 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 no. So I've gone in so deep here. I don't know if I can get back to reality. <laughs> so I spoke to a bunch of people in the Amiibo community. <laughs> the Amiibo community. Look, I'm part of a niche community, but that still makes me laugh. Sorry, Amiibo community. I'm sure I'm you're laughing. So. I'm no, laughing, it's just, so it's Everything has a community. I just never thought of those two words together. So I feel horrible now. Um, and I was like, I'm asking them like, okay, you know, my wife is 10 times more OCD than I am. Like to the point where, you know, she doesn't have all of it. She wanted to just throw it all in the bin. (laughs) Like it's crazy. So I, I went and asked a bunch of them and they're like, basically the only way to really kind of have a good chance at getting all of the cards efficiently. Like if, if it's sort of like, don't worry about money, like, and you just want the cards, right? They're like, the best option is to actually buy the box. And I'm like, what do you mean the box? And they're like, you know, they release these boxes to retail. They don't usually sell it to people, right? But the boxes themselves generally will have every single card in them, generally. But there's no guarantee, (laughs) right? So I'm like, okay, okay. And then this box came out (laughs) on the games and I'm like, I I must admit, I've (laughs) I've never felt so, like what am I doing <laughs> as to when I added a box in each series of the Amiibo? And oh it's like, God. you know, embarrassingly, it's like 800 and something dollars, right? And I'm looking at it going, hmm, 
So PlayStation 5 is cheaper on the Xbox Series X than buying a bunch of Amiibo plastic cards. God, how many years of Game Pass could you get for that and you won't even like, commit to one month at this point? <laughs> well, it just shows how much I love my wife because this is her Christmas present. So yes, <laughs> we're going to go get four boxes. <laughs> so, oh, wait. Does that mean that on Christmas Day she's going to sit there having to open all these packs of me? Because she's probably going to love it. Don't get me wrong; I'm sure she'll love it. But is that going so, to happen on Christmas Day? Okay, this is a part of the other challenge, right? Because like I am a big believer in like you want to open things on Christmas, but I've also you know had situations where it's like oh I just want to play this game early or whatever. So it's like yeah, you know, I'll get just, it a little bit earlier. On that note, right? Just bef- it's completely off topic, but the whole you know when you're a kid and you get. You like you know you've got a present but you can't open it. I remember yeah. convincing convincing my parents to let me read the manual of Ocarina of Time like ten days before Christmas, just so I could read the manual. I just it was just a <laughs> lovely memory. And I think you'd I remember I think you'd already started playing at that point, or some of my yeah, mates yeah, had. Definitely. And I'm like I can't go to any of my friends' houses either because they're playing this <laughs> game. Anyway, I have such a vivid memory. Of that game, like getting that game. I don't know, like, if I had money for it or how it worked, but I have this vivid memory. And, you know, I wasn't the most athletic specimen back then or now. Um, but I remember getting the game and I was walking home for some reason near the, you know, the old bowling alley near my house. Hmm. And I, at that point, I started running home for some reason because I was just like so excited to play this game. <laughs> That that is like so vivid in my head, like remembering about that game. And yeah, like just around Christmas, probably the number one thing for me was waiting for Super Mario Three, and I was like so excited to play that game. I got that for Christmas, and I was so pumped. But yeah, like getting to the question, because she does want to collect all of them, and I've actually got also additional cards that I've bought through EB Games. <laughs> what I said to her is like, "Hey, what we need to do." If you want to collect all of them, I think the optimal strategy is to open them all up, understand, you know, where your duplicates, all that kind of stuff is, and then try to trade and buy and sell, like, with the various people who oh are going to be doing God. the same thing. Oh well, dude, God. like, if she wants to collect them all, like, that's no, the only way No, no, I'm not saying that's not the case. I just, the thought of that just makes me go, oh, I never would want to ever have anything to do with that. <laughs> And don't get me wrong, I have a lot of Amiibo. It's not just my collection, by the way. It's also my wife's collection of Amiibo. She's She kind of got us into this world, right? <laughs> but, um, you know, like, I would never go down the path of getting cards and stuff like that, like Pokemon cards or whatever it is, because it's just, it's too random. It's too crazy. It's like gambling, essentially. But I guess, you know, gambling and you have something at the end of it. So it probably isn't like gambling in that way. But yeah, I was actually thinking maybe we'll, we'll record a, um, a unboxing for for the <laughs> clip show or the channel, and we'll put it up online. <laughs> God. Oh, but yeah, you... so we're gonna have four boxes. I, I think you know what I guarantee is gonna happen. One of the series. Your topic what was that? What was that? You have a problem is probably you and your wife have a problem at this point. <laughs> well, she has a problem, but um, but yeah, like um. I guarantee one of the boxes, it will be like all doubles or something like that. Something horrible. <laughs> this is going to be like, oh my God, this is like the most... I, I did say to her, if we do this, there is a chance you won't get all of them and you have to accept that because there's no way I'm going to spend like 
an extra like two hundred dollars on one specific card. Like that's just oh, way too crazy, even for God. my standards. That is, uh, yeah, okay, enough, <laughs> enough. My brain is helped. Tap out, tap out. <laughs> All right, and um, let's get into our final segment uh, of the show. So prior to the announcement this week, we actually had planned this week, and I was starting to get everything prepped, to do a really fun Smash draft where we're trying to predict the final five characters of Smash, the second DLC pack. Given that they had the announcement this week, I think we'll have to shelve that idea for a little while. But what I did think would be fun would be, given that it is a, a reveal this week, and there's been, you know, at least 40 reveals that I've sort of seen and looked through, if we actually look at all the reveals that have happened and then come up with our own top 10s and then try to merge those top 10s together, does that sound like a fun thing to do, Swinny? <laughs> it sounds like a fun thing, but like everything you get your hands on, it suddenly went from, let's make a list to... Let's do something crazy with visuals and let's like, you know, like stack them all up on the side. And uh, I mean, it makes much more engaging content, but man, you, you like, how do you get time to do this stuff? So speaking of visuals, if you do uh, watch it and we'll, we'll put the link of like what our final top 10 is uh, in the show notes. But what, if you're watching it on YouTube on the videos, you can actually see that uh, we've got a graphic for all of all of the reveals. So I've gone through and actually I've come up with this 40 different reveals that have happened. And, and, you know, probably the first thing that we should talk about is just, I guess the debate about like what counts as a reveal and what doesn't. Cause we, you know, yeah. again, like we haven't done this in a conceited way. We've actually gone and, and said, you know, like do it independently and then come together. So like just quickly, like I, I would count anything where it's like revealing a character like that hasn't been in the game is counting as a reveal. So that could also include like the actual sort of, you know, announcement of the game itself. Yeah. It's tricky because some of this stuff, like the, everyone is here, you know, essentially when they officially, the, I guess the first official trailer where they properly showed what the yeah. next game was and they titled it and everything. That one is almost like, it's hard to beat that one in some ways, you know, not from a personal standpoint, but just like, just the idea of and the hype around when they did that, it's almost like feels that one's unfair, but yeah. Uh, but I think that has to count. I, I, and I think that's, you know, I think anything that is like, you know, essentially to me, that's that's like returning characters. Because I think returning characters should count as a reveal as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, if they have a trailer, they have a trailer. But the other thing I wanted to ask was, um, so we had the the Joker reveal at the Game Awards. Yeah. Are we just literally basing it off if we think the trailer is cool and we like the trailer or is it, hey, that was hype at the time and the way they introed it and the fact that Reggie was afterwards talking about it. Is it just the whole experience yeah. of what that trailer was when it came out, you know? Yeah, I, like it's kind of, I don't know. I've thought about it and number one, it can't just be the character, right? So a good example of that is, I guess, if you go Banjo-Kazooie, because that's a character that people have been wanting for such a long period of time. I think if we're just judging it off the characters, you almost don't even need to worry about the reveal. I think it's... Oh, no, the not the character. Artist... Talking... Not the character. Like, I know that's a separate thing. No, no, I, no, I was just setting that up. I'm just saying, I think it's the expectation they try to set, how much surprise you have, 
you know, what they think it is going to be and then what they deliver and then the actual kind of just the artistry of the trailer itself. Like, does it? what does it do? How does it take you on that journey? Does it surprise you? <laughs> you know, I think it's all of those components. I don't think it's a set as just like, you know, the hype of the time. I think it's also just how it plays into that and how it makes you feel. So like, you know, just quickly going on to the everyone is here. Like at the time, I think a lot of people were thinking it was going to be a smaller roster and all this other kind of stuff. So that was genuinely surprising for a lot of people and it didn't leak beforehand. Um, so th- that's kind of my cat- like my criteria of how it all kind of puts together. It's also unfair for some of these trailers, although they're none that I would have in my top 10. There's a whole bunch of the ones from the Wii U version um, that all these characters got leaked beforehand, which meant the hype around the trailer was so low because it's like, oh, this is the Wii U trailer. Oh, this is the Duck Hunt trailer. This is the Bowser Jr. trailer. This is the Shulk trailer. All those characters got leaked beforehand. Um, Whereas while, you know, I've only started playing Xenoblade for the first time recently, that if that Shulk trailer hit and no one knew that Shulk was in the game would have been much, much bigger. Um, but it was almost just like, well, part of the course, we just need to go through the motions now. You know, they've already done these trailers and there's some people may have not heard of the leaks, but, you know, so that's a that's a shame. But the thing so, is, thankfully, that, doesn't allow... I'm going dis- to discount within. that, though. So I'm going to pretend like people didn't know. Yeah, it's hard. It's very hard to separate that, though, for me, because for me, yeah, like, yeah. the trailers, uh, like, I was... Um, you know, when all these trailers came out, I saw them day and day, and it's hard yeah, to remember that. But the thing is, thankfully, none of these of those that I mentioned are actually in my top ten anyway. So that worked okay. out well. Okay. Well. well, yeah, and you know, we'll probably have a different view because I wasn't following it at the time. So, and then what we'll do is I'll drag in from ten to one, and if I say, "Hey, I've got this as ten and you have it on your list, then you come in after me saying, hey, well, actually, this is my number three or whatever, you know? Yeah, sounds good. Cool. All right. Do you want to open the batting or do you want me to start? Um, I'll start with my number 10, yep. then, which is okay. the Lucina Robin trailer. Okay, so Robin yeah, brings the thunder. Ah, yes. And the reason why... It's not so much because I was hyped about the characters I'd never played Awakening, is the trailer itself is just so well animated. The fight with between Lucina and Captain Falcon is just really epic. And then they throw in the shade at Crom at the end by basically saying, oh, it's not my time yet and things like that. So I actually really like that trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like that trailer as well. I'm just trying to see where I ranked it because actually, sadly enough, I ended up ranking every single trailer. <laughs> trailer oh god god because <laughs> i just started going through it and i'm like well i might as well just rank everything so i've got a rank of all 40 trailers <laughs> oh my god it's it's not as high as i thought it would have been actually but yeah i did like that one that was that was a good one all right i'll go with my number 10 my number 10 is a recent one steve oh shit wait i'm gonna drag this in <laughs> wait, 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 wait. um so yeah like the steve one i think it's you know that combination of you kind of felt like it was inevitable, but just the trailer itself, when I was watching it, you know, I, you know, secretly I'm always hoping that Doom Slayer is going to get incorporated in the game and I know it won't, but it just played out really in a fun way. The, the announcement and the impact that it had and just, just seeing it. Like I, I've got audio of me when I watched it, 
was just like, oh, really? They've gone there? That's just like so awesome. And it, yeah, it was just such a hype moment. So that that instantly went into my top 10. Next cool. to you, number nine. Yes. So I didn't have Steve in my top 10. Um, I don't know where I put that. I did, I, me, a sane person, only ranked my top 10, not the top 40. <laughs> not top 40. <laughs> no. Um, so at number nine, I have the Me Fighter trailer oh okay okay yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i know which one this is it's right here yes and simply look simply because the fight between awada and reggie is absolutely epic um and also it was i think where they showed off uh amiibo the amiibo integration properly for the first time as well yeah yeah so that fight between reggie and awada is so good and it's obviously you know like you know rest in peace to Iwata and Reggie's moved on from a Nintendo. So it's kind of like, it's also a snapshot at a time when just Nintendo was firing on all cylinders. They had that, they had yeah. the fire, uh, the Star Fox thing where they're all Star Fox puppets and stuff. They were just, they were just putting out gold at that time. And that's, I think a great example of it. Well, that one is in my top 10. That is also in my top 10. And yes. it is my number one pick. Yeah. <laughs> For some so, reason, I thought, based on your reaction, that was going to be it. <laughs> so I love this trailer. This is probably one of the few ones that I've actually seen before. Um, it's just peak Nintendo to me and everything that's good about Nintendo. To have your CEO and then also, you know, your head of uh, US operations, which is just such an equally important role, and just to lean into the fun, uh, you know, to pull that through. And it's sort of like left field thing, having the Mii fighters in. Like, it, it seems very logical now, but it's quite a funny thing to do. And, you know, yeah, you know, there's so much in this. You've got, like, the Amiibo announcement, which is crazy for me, I guess. And, you know, really fun stuff where they had, like, Abraham Lincoln as a Mii fighter. It was, like, Lincoln, you know, sworn in or something like that. It's just, It's just pure Nintendo to me. And it just went... Like, it was actually really, really hard to pick the top three in particular, but it had to be number one for me. I loved it so much. It was awesome. All right. uh, I guess it goes back to me now. So I'll go to my number nine. So my number nine... uh, See, this is like... I have to say, like, all all the top 15 got rotated around a little bit around the sort of, you know, is this a nine? Is this 11? Uh, But I I, I give it to Banjo-Kazooie. And the reason why... I've put this one in and I actually wanted to put in the King Cave rule trailer, but I like this Banjo-Kazooie one because it also had the self-reference back into the King Cave rule trailer with, you know, like how they tried to trick the audience at the start. Oh no, it's not King Cave rule. It was a uh, King DDD. And then actually, no, it is King Cave rule. And then, yeah, you've, you've done the exact same thing with the Duck Hunt uh, duo uh, with Banjo-Kazooie. It was a super hype announcement. It's still probably the most hype announcement I've seen in terms of reaction with people and one of the least played characters <laughs> from like how hype it was. Um, so yeah, no, I, I've got that as my number nine. Okay. So Banjo is not in my top 10. Oh, there we go. This is good. This is, you know, this is going to be hard to merge this list together, by the way. <laughs> uh, my my number uh, eight is a Snake, which is ah, part of, I ooh. guess... Which is start part of, I guess, like, I'm talking specifically the snake part, but it was part of, like, the much bigger brawl trailer. Um, yeah. And the, this thing, like, this thing melted minds at the time. Nobody yeah. 
ever would have expected Snake in Smash Brothers. I mean, we were just still reeling over the fact that Sonic was announced. And then suddenly it's like, oh my God. No, Snake. no, no. I don't think Sonic was announced. Um, I th- no, was... I think Snake was the first first third-party character ever. Okay, I seem to remember the other way, but I could be wrong. Because no, I remember... I'm almost 100% sure that Snake was because the first third-party character. I think the trailer for Sonic came out afterwards, potentially. But anyway, we'll... Just basically, this blew minds anyway because yeah, it like Snake had always been you know like Metal Gear has had a connection with Nintendo since you know the very beginning, but it still didn't feel like a very Nintendo franchise in any way. Um, oh, yeah. especially the Metal Gear Solid series. I mean, we had Twin Snakes, but since other than that and the 3DS um, port of Snake Eater, it was like oh my god! But it, this was um, yeah, just. This was mind blowing, and it's it's this is an example of where the trailer itself I, I like, but it's the impact that it had and the reaction because nobody mm. knew this was happening. It was so shocking um, that it was just yeah, I can't. I you know if it wasn't for some of the trailers that are obviously higher in my list, you know I definitely would have you know put this higher. So yeah, and I just checked on the Smash Wiki, so Snake was the first third party okay. character announced. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, I, I hundred percent agree with you and so much so, but I agree with you a little bit more. I actually have this on my top 10 list, but I have it as number two. <laughs> You're destroying my top 10 list. <laughs> We're like doing a reverse top 10 to each other. <laughs> I know. I know we are, aren't we? Um, you know, I agree with all your points. Uh, you know, for me, this kind of in a weird way, took Smash into another realm above almost any other franchise that Nintendo has, to be honest. You know, like, I think this set a precedent where people started to think, oh, wait a second, like, we can have one or two other third-party characters. And now what the game's become is almost just a celebration of gaming in general. And, you know, it feels like most brands are more than comfortable with having their characters. I mean, look at Steve, right, coming in from Minecraft that people are comfortable with having their IP in the game. And I think it really did start with Snake. And certainly at the time, I think the view was, you know, Sonic would be the one that comes in. Um, so I think it was even better that Snake was in. And just the the actual trailer itself was awesome. And there are callbacks to other trailers that I'll mention later, hopefully later, um, where, you know, they actually had the the box in the trailer, like earlier in the trailer. And then, you know, the trailer calms. It's, it was during E3, actually. And then it sort of fades out, the Smash announcement. And then it's like, you know, the codec happens from Metal Gear Solid. And then he's like, you know, we want you to come in to, to Smash. And then he sort of makes that reference. It's like he's doing reconnaissance. And you see him in the box and everyone's fighting around him. It's just such an awesome trailer, but also such a mind-blowing announcement. So that's why it was number two for me. All right. Uh, maybe we'll go to you because we're even out the numbers a bit. <laughs> so, what's your number seven? My number seven is everyone is here. The Smash Ultimate <laughs> first trip. Nice. Don't tell me that's your number three. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm going to drag it across. <laughs> no joke. We we have not planned this. We 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 are very ethical at Big Weekend Gaming and. Um, we <laughs> we have not talked about this. I mean, this is too goofy to do on purpose. Yeah. So everyone is here is that <laughs> talking about like hype moments. That was crazy. Yeah. Like I'm I'm one of those kind of idiots that goes around watching 
reaction videos on YouTube of old Smash same. Brothers trailers. Yeah. Yeah, and I will actually go back and rewatch ones that I love after a while. Yeah. And it's just things that bring a smile to your face because you, it's like you're re-experiencing the hype for seeing other people do it. And when when this one dropped and you start to see like people put it together, wait a second, why are they... Why are they talking about the number that they joined the series? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why yeah, are they yeah, playing yeah. at sixty something? Oh, wait, what snake? What? And then suddenly the whole, you know, like everyone is here thing is just like, oh man. And even like even when that hits, as soon as they people see Young Link again, they're like, oh wow, I wasn't expecting that because you wouldn't Young Link. You think Toon Link replaced them, so it's like, oh my god, this is just awesome, and it's cut yeah. so well. Um, so the the only reason I have it lower on this list is because I just I just have more favorites, honestly, um, higher. So yeah, I mean, like for me, any of these three could be for me the top three could be could have been number one. Like it was all kind of a debate, and I agree. Like I love watching the reactions, and, and this one to me is probably out of all the forty had the most hype. Just because it's kind of like, what are they going to do with Smash? What you know, are they going to bring back this character or that character? And you know, people are kind of getting used to the roster changing. You know, you got your core Nintendo characters that are in there, but you know, hey, are the Smash Four characters that I love coming back? Who knows? And then yeah, when Snake comes on the screen, everyone's like, whoa, they're bringing Snake back, sick! And then it's like everyone is here. It's just, and that didn't leak beforehand. It was just super hype. I remember watching at the time, and yeah, it's it's true when you watch people like click and there were some people who go whoa they're bringing back all the characters are they bringing back all the characters and just how it just builds with time it's just so sick um and it's cool that like snake is for me a part of like some of the biggest announcements that smashes has has actually had all right i'll I'll go to me next or else you're gonna take out my whole bloody top 10 (laughs) so this one you i'd like i'd be surprised if you have this on your list but i actually had min min as uh my number eight so one thing, and I had to hold myself back from getting too crazy with this stuff, but, you know, especially with Ultimate, the way they, they did the trailers uh, for the new characters, it, it's such a cool reference to the series itself where, you know, in this Min Min trailer, you have it, like, you've got all the characters from ARMS and, you know, yes, ARMS didn't sell well, obviously, um, but the actual characters from ARMS are really, really cool. Like, they've done a lot of great work in terms of the actual characters in ARMS. And it was really cool for me, who I've played that game a little bit, just to see, you know, all the characters trying to compete over the invitation uh, and just the way that they planned that all out. And then they actually landed on the uh, two other characters that everyone thought were going to be in the game. So that was also really, really cool. Uh, Twintel and uh, Ninjaro. And then, yeah, it was Min Min who actually won it. So, And then just also the character themselves was just like mind-blowing. It's like, okay, I get that they were going to put an ARMS character in, but how are they going to do it with Smash? And, you know, you can use either hand as almost like the Smash attacks. It was just, it was really, really crazy. I really, really loved it. Yeah, so uh, are we going to... Yeah, Min Min's not in my top ten, so you were correct. I, I like the trailer though; that is actually a cool, like visually and everything. It's just not strong enough to me to hit my top ten. Yeah. So my next one, um, so I guess number, my number six is King K. Rule. Ah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the reason I love this trailer so much is because it had been so long. Like, I know we're not meant to factor in the character, but I can't avoid it with this one. Like, King K. Rool had been a character... Every, like, I was on the Game FAQs, Melee boards, 
back in the day and everyone's like king k rule king k rule it was him and ridley that's like oh my god you know and of course like things like warrior and that it became you know in popularity but king k rule was one of the ones that it just took so long and that trailer was so cathartic because it had the intro and then just you know donking diddy kong in the in the i guess their hut and I, I do like the Banjo trailer, but this one just eked it out for me because it was just this character have been waiting so long and it was so good to finally have uh, Kate Rule announced. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and like I like I said when I said about the Banjo one, that could have been King K. Rule easily as well. I just like that they referenced it in the Banjo one itself. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, the King K. Rule one was up there for a while for me. All right, uh, maybe I'll go next and I'll get you to do two more. Uh, so it's really really similar theme to the Min Min trailer. And this trailer, you know, in a weird way, I could almost say it's like one of my favorite trailers. Like I could see in another world, I'd put this as number one, but I actually had the Terry trailer like right up there. So the Terry trailer is my number seven. And, and kind of like similar to Min Min, it's really cool to see like all the different um, characters fighting out for the invitation. But, I, you know, just loving nostalgia and retro stuff. It was so cool to sort of see it open up and then it goes through time and sort of lands on the on the year. And you're like, okay, like, is it coming from this, like, Nintendo? I think, what was it? It was, like, Super Nintendo it landed on or something like that. And then it moves over to the Neo Geo and you're like, whoa, what the hell? Like, <laughs> is this, like, going to be like Terry? Was, I don't know. It was really, really hype. Uh, I loved it. It was you know, so cool to see it back in that art style as well. Like they'd reanimated a bunch of stuff and the songs. It was just really, really sick. It was just like as a trailer in and of itself, it's pretty much as perfect as you could have for a character that a lot of people don't even know. Um, So the fact that the trailer got people so hype is kind of testament to it. Yeah. So I have Terry as my third. Ah, uh, there you go. And just to kind of, you know, reiterate what you said, the the way this trailer was made is just like this the way they produced and the visual style is probably the top for me but the yeah you know, i'd probably I'd, say the same yeah, yeah. the same feeling and yeah. you know they had geese howard diving off which is you know yeah. what happens in the games <laughs> you had yori try to go for it you had like nakaruru however you say a name from samurai showdown it was just it was awesome i love this trailer so much yeah, it was sick. It was, it was super hype. And, you know, Sakurai is a massive fan of the series and a lot of those, like, old uh, Neo Geo fighters in the arcades. So, you know, it wasn't shocking to see the amount of love that he had. All right, maybe you do the next one. You do your number five. So we'll try okay. to open it out. My number five is Simon. Oh, okay. I don't have this one. Okay. Yeah. So this this trailer, I love the way this is, I guess, filmed. It's obviously animated. Um with, you know, Luigi going through all the different yeah. monsters from Castlevania yeah. and then That's Simon so cool. coming in. Simon's another character people have just been wanting so long, but because it's third party, it's always like, well, it might not ever happen. And then you get the double whammy of Richter being in as well. And I, I mm. love Richter because I'm a huge uh, Symphony of Night um, fan and going through the Richter mode and that's great. So it was... That was like, everyone's like, oh, Simon, Simon. No one ever thought that someone would get an echo out of the gate. And that was really cool. And... While I won't say that, you know, I've I've spent enough time playing the character, I thought that just the trailer and the music, like Castlevania music, especially, you know, the anything basically from, you know, up until maybe the, the end of the DS um, 
you know, Metroidvanias and stuff like just oh my god, it's so good, so good. Yeah. Now this this was a very very cool trailer. Like I, I really 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 like this trailer, and it also had um, the first real indicator around. Hey, wait a second! All these characters are dying. Like, what's going on here? And yeah. that was kind of a link in between uh, two. Sorry, the whole spirit mode that got revealed a lot later. So I think that was when really people started to click. It's like, what's going on? Like, you know, these the the ghosts or something weirds happening with this. Because a lot of the characters die in the ultimate reveals. So, nice, nice, nice. All right, maybe I'll do my number six. Uh, so, my number six, and I'm trying to find him slash her, is Corrin. So, I actually, for some reason, thought I wasn't going to have a lot of Wii U trailers. But some of the Wii U trailers are really, really sick and hype. And something about this trailer, with like Corrin from uh, Fire Emblem Fates, you know, there's a point... <clears throat> without giving any spoilers, but there's a critical point in the game where Corrin has to choose what fate or like what path uh, he or she wants to go down. And, you know, like just the way that the trailer leans into that and, you know, it, it's there and he or she is trying to decide. And then a next option comes in to, um, to join smash. It's like, Oh, I'm going to join smash. <laughs> and it just, I don't know the way that they did it. It just clicked with me. It was really fun. And something about Corrin, I hate because you play as Corrin. So it was kind of fun to actually <laughs> watch the reveal trailer because I'd never seen it before. Um, and again, it's just like that real fun element that Smash trailers should be, where they just lean into the series itself, but then kind of make take the piss out of itself as well in terms of it going into Smash. So yeah, that was my number six. Cool. Corrin's not in my list. So oh, okay. there you go. My, my number four is Palatine. Yeah. Palutena. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, Palutena was kind of leaked before, but a lot of people... It wasn't like, okay, this is 100%. Everyone was like still up in the air about it. So, when this trailer came, it was great to get the confirmation. I just love the way this is animated. It's, you know, it's animated by um, an anime studio. I'm not sure if it's the same that did the shorts for Kid Icarus. It wouldn't surprise me if it is. Um, mm. I just love this trailer. The fight between uh, Pip and um, and Link is epic, and then Palutena comes in, and then you know it's just I love the comedy in this one. You also got the reveal of Dark Pit at the end, but I just just the way this is animated and and I guess the humor in it just yeah. And we also got to see you know the crazy move set that Palutena had in Wii U that you know is is so. A, Majority of that stuff came across, but it's. I'm like looking. I'm like, oh wow, that because I never played as Pelotena in, in Wii U, and I'm like, wow, was some of this stuff just not they didn't bring across? But it was, uh, yeah, I just love this trailer, and I remember loving it when it came out. Yeah, now this trailer was cool. This is actually eleventh on my list, and she was in my top ten for a while, and it just kind of got bumped down mostly because of Steve, actually, because of the sort of magnitude. <laughs> But yeah, I guess that's a good thing of having all 40 ranked. Yep. <laughs> and I know where some of these land outside of the top 10. All right, cool. I can't believe you got your top two left. That's so that's so <laughs> insane. It's This is going to be impossible to merge these <laughs> together. Uh, I'll go for my number five. And I don't think you'd be able to guess this, but my number five is Bowser Jr. This trailer was so cool. Like... And look, like, to be fair, I'm super nostalgic to, like, Super Mario Brothers 3. So, they had the Super Mario Brothers 3, uh, what do they call it? Like, you know, the, the World 8 kind of theme running through it. And 
just the kind of reveal of all the sort of, you know, Super Mario World villains as well at the end. I don't know. It was just, it was really, really cool, this trailer. I don't, like, it just clicked with me. I really love it. I love Mario so much. And yeah, it's just, it's just a really cool trailer. So I had it as my number five. Yeah, I I didn't mind this trailer. It's not in my list. Um, I didn't mind this trailer, but this isn't a victim of the anti-hype that I was mentioning because unfortunately oh, okay. all these characters got kind of leaked. And this is definitely my favourite of all those trailers, the ones that got leaked. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, it's oh, it's cool. Um, yeah, but not my one or two. So, All right. Do you want to do... Do you, want, uh, do you want me to do my number four and then okay. you can do your top two? Just because yep, I think that would be better. Sounds good. Uh, so, look, and, you know, I wasn't affected by the leaks and all of that kind of stuff. So, my number four, and I guess when you think about it, this is my number one kind of, like, single character reveal. And I don't think you'd be able to guess this. But it's uh, actually Duck Hunt. So, I'd never seen this reveal before. And I watched it, and I was just like, this is such a cool trailer. And, yes, I'm, like, super nostalgic for, like, the NES NES era. But just the way it was revealed, the way it played out, like later in the trailer where it's you've got like a zapper, it's like you're almost like out of Smash and you've got like an extra person zapping the screen. And just like the idea of getting Duck Hunt into the game, <laughs> it's just so wild. I was just like, this is such, such a cool trailer. Like I was super hyped. It was weird. I was watching it going, man, I'm so hyped. I want to play Duck Hunt <laughs> in, in Ultimate. Duck Hunt's fun. Yeah, no, it is, it is. I've never seen this trailer before. So, yeah, it was uh, my number four. Okay. Well, Duck Hunt is not my one or two. Uh, just putting that Here out there. Here we go. Yeah, this is, I'm, I'm super interested to see what your top two is. I mean... What's number I, two? I've, hype, you know, hype is a big thing for me, so these two are huge. Um, so, <laughs> my number two is Mega Man. Ah, okay. Yeah, this, so Mega this, Man was up there for me as well, yeah. So this this trailer, like, everyone was was expecting Mega Man to be in uh, the Wii U one, but it was still epic. I think it was in the E3 um, Direct, I'm not sure there, but I think it was in E3 time at least. And the way they animate this, where they show him up on the mountain, then they, you're like, wait, wait, and then it, like, it has the sound effects, and then the music kicks in, and it's like, Mega Man music is just the best music next to Castlevania. Yeah, it's sick. Because he had the hair, to... so it's kind of like, is that really Mega Man? Like, and then yeah. the, the helmet comes on, and it's like, oh shit, it's Mega Man. <laughs> yeah, and the like the sound effects, and then they had like him fighting against the other characters with all the different like the you know the oh, can't remember you know the razor or whatever that's called the cut man's move, and it's like all the different moves, and then they cross you know then they're showing the gameplay. This was just just pure hype, and it made so many people happy that I just cannot separate that from um from my feelings on the trailer this was like one of the big oh my god this is awesome kind of moments so yeah yeah no like i, I totally get you like the even because i didn't live through it at the time but even watching it in retrospect i was like oh wow this is this is pretty cool this is yeah. like a pretty cool trailer so nice. all right well you're number one this is like <laughs> I, I i can i guess no no let's not i won't guess you you, you tell me Okay, so my number one is Byleth. Nah, just kidding. Shut up. That's, that trailer's okay. <laughs> that's not it. That's, not it. <laughs> that's, that's a very Sakurai joke. <laughs> um, I no. was actually thinking, wait, are you being serious? We're gonna we're gonna get it killed. <laughs> that's where I found my new main. Nah. Um no, my number one is Cloud. 
of course. Oh, was, okay, that makes sense. Be. I thought you were going to say it be, man. What else a Joker. Sorry, I thought you were going to say Joker. Oh, the Joker. Tra- oh, the Joker trailer is okay, but um, you didn't see any gameplay in that docked points off it. Otherwise, Joker would consider in the top ten. Um, yeah. Now, Cloud, this talk about hype. This was crazy because, unlike a lot of other characters, there was no leak about this, and yeah. that just it was just so epic to see. The intro with the with the music from Final Fantasy VII, and then you're like, wait, wait a second. And they didn't intro as Smash Brothers at the time, so you're like, wait, is this what's this? Because we already knew that Final Fantasy VII, the like the normal version was was coming to Switch, so it's like, wait, no, this isn't the remake. What's happening? And then they show the Smash Brothers logo, so you're like, whoa, what the hell is going on? And at that point, it's like. It's just the way it plays out and then the way they edit this trailer, to me, they edited this to perfection because they just, you know, they didn't show anything about the limit break until halfway through and then suddenly you're like, whoa, there's a limit break system Mm. and they show the stage, which, you know, I know, you know, I know that stage is very divisive, but I love it because I love all, you know, the summons from Final Fantasy games and stuff like that and it's just so cool to see it all, all come together. So that's easily my number one. That's I wouldn't have even thought of anything else. Ah, interesting. Interesting. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah, because I thought you were going to say Joker, like, but then yeah, it was. I I thought Cloud would be up there or Joker. So yeah, I was kind of mm. okay. Wow, we're we're in trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know of- why when there's forty options, I thought we'd have more in common. Well, I think we there's some there's two easy ones that we. Don't include because they're well, both. Well, can we just say, 10. yeah, sure, sure. And I think like anything that's on both of our list has to make it, yeah, yeah. So you've got like, and I'm not putting this in positions where I think yeah, they yeah, should be. Fine. I'm just moving that's them fine. around. So like these three have to go there, and Terry, Terry yeah, and that's it for now. <laughs> I'm gonna make a quick call on Palutena because I had her as eleven, so she was okay. right on the cusp for me as okay. well. So that's already um, five. So I would say hmm, it's it's tough. I definitely now, don't. I'll say Banjo and King K. Rule. To me, they are very linked in my mind. They are. They are. So, uh, but you've like, got you've got Banjo lower than I've got King K. Rule. So I'm happy to I'm happy to concede if I get something that I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can you can I'll have keep, you can have Duck I'll, Hunt. So. There you go. I'll keep, yeah, I'll keep King K. Rule and then I'll take my Duck Hunt because right, I love cool. that trailer so much. So we need two So more. what are we at now? One, two, three, four, oh, no, three five, more, three six, more. seven. We need three more. Hmm. So, I mean... Uh, I feel like Cloud, I have to take your number one. Cloud has, has to, to be in there. Yeah, Cloud has to be in there. Well, yeah, but it's your number one as well. Like, that'd be yeah, ridiculous yeah. if your number one didn't make it. Yeah. Um, oh, and then we're going to need two more. Is this as simple as just taking your number two? Maybe it is. I think I think I you have to take my number two and you have to take your Bowser Jr. unless there's anything else you want to put in. Or is there anything in between that we should? Because what else did I have? I had Pac Man really high, but they didn't. Joker, we didn't rank him in number ten, so I don't. I know. I know. Think that works, I think <laughs> Seems that strange. I know. I know. I know. All right. All right. All right. So you're taking Mega Man. And then Bowser Jr. Well, so. this is up to you which one you want to take. <laughs> well, but no, You've no, but which three. one would you pull in out of those two, Bowser Jr. and Corrin? Uh, no, so it's Bowser Jr., Corrin, and Min Min. 
Um, yeah. Because I'll, I'll say one Honestly, thing, I'd take Win Win out of those. All right, because a lot of my list is already here. Like, that's the other element. I guess a lot of your list is here as well. Mm. I'd take Min Min, but I'm okay for you to make the choice. So. I just think the Min Min and Terry ones are quite similar. Mm. <laughs> okay, I don't see any similarity between them, but that's fine. Oh. No, no, Min Min and Terry, because it's like... Because they're both, like, their whole rosters are Oh, yeah, that part of it, that part the of it. invitation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, thematically, it's it's very similar. Okay. Bowser Jr. or Corrin. Or Min Min. We don't have anything for Fire Emblem, do we? Uh, no, because, I'm, honestly, the Fire Emblem... Like, the Lucina one, Rubble Mom, to me, was the best Fire Emblem, but that's that's not in there, so... Mm. All right, I'm taking Bowser Jr. All right. You happy with that? Yeah, sounds good. All right. Okay, okay. I think Terry has to be in the top three somewhere because, or at least in the top five. So maybe put Terry no, no, three I, I, for now. Yeah, Terry has to be top three. That's no doubt. Yeah. I'm actually comfortable with everyone is here being in the top three. I'd say put that as two. I think that out of these three... One of them has to be in the top three at least. Put us two for now, and then we'll because we'll probably by process elimination we'll well, figure out maybe there isn't. Yeah, it has else to be in the put... top three. Top three, yeah. I give it because I'm almost debating whether Terry should be number one. Snake, but anyway, like Snake should definitely be in like the next row somewhere. Um, yeah, I agree, agree. Yeah, and how about the Me Fighter one? Me Fighter one, I'd put just up. Oh. Actually, that can almost because that's your number one. Actually, because that's your number one that goes for four snake. That's a number one pick has a lot of clout. I think. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm, I'm comfortable if that's in the, that row, and maybe snake can be in the next row. I reckon cloud has to go on this second row if your picks in that row. Yeah. Well. No. No. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Man, this is way more amicable uh... than I planned. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, a lot of the times when we've done this, it's been much more amicable than normal conversations that we have. Um, I reckon we've got to look in order of our list. So your top three yeah, already but covered. That's too simplistic, though. No, that's no. Too simplistic. I reckon Mega Man has to go some somewhere just after Cloud because that's my number two pick. Because your top yeah, three is already. In this, I don't think it's this list. I don't think it's this high. I, I actually would be more comfortable if Palutena went into the this row. You didn't, even rank, you didn't even rank Pelotina. <laughs> no, no, I did. Uh, she's 11th. Oh, come on. That doesn't count. Um, no, no, no. But once you... No, dude. No, think about it this way. Once I start eliminating the ones that haven't made it, Corrin is gone. Min Min's gone. Banjo's gone. Steve's gone for me, right? Then but she's I was seventh. saying your top three is already covered off. My, I'm, I've got one from my top three that isn't, and it's my second pick. Yeah, no. Mega Man is in the second row. Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was saying, oh, no, I, I, reckon... see, I was trying to bump it out. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I reckon, I'm gonna get my facts right. I reckon Mega Man needs to go after Cloud, whether or not there's a one in between or not, I don't know. But yeah. What well, happened if it's like this, if it's shaping up like this? Like that, and then I put mm, Mega Man seventh. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. And then Palutena here. But you didn't rank Palutena, so that's that's I had where her I was eleventh. I had her as 11th. Yeah, and I picked Mega Man as 2. So Mega Man definitely before Palutena, 100%. There's no question. There's no question about that one. <sighs> More than this one? More than Snake? 
Well, why is my snake down in seventh then? Well, we haven't figured that out yet. I'm not saying before snake. I didn't say that. <laughs> I like this is getting, this is not getting amicable. Right. How about this, right? How about move Terry to number one for now? Oh, really? And we can we can but we can swap things around if necessary. Just nah, move number one. I no. don't think Terry. I no, can re- I can put Terry's number okay, two. I can put fine. Terry's I, number two. I just want to clear the number three space so we can put Reggie up there. That's all. Okay. Oh, you want to put Reggie up there just for now. So now, okay. We're, now so we're these these the are the t- these. Are, okay, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, okay. Maybe we can put this here. Maybe I like reckon Peloton. No, so I reckon Peloton like goes bottom left, and Mega Man goes on the <sighs> right of the second row. Oh, really? Who's going to yeah. go in the middle then? Snake. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll go for that. I'll go for that. Like this. Yeah. Like that. It just seems odd that because uh, she's eleventh for me, and then she's fourth for you. Seventh, mm, okay, maybe. <laughs> all right, all right. There is right, no eleventh. Right. It doesn't count. You didn't rank her. This is top. I did 10. rank her. I ranked this everyone. Is top I got 10. top forty. Top ten. <laughs> I got top forty. Top ten. <laughs> all right. Um, I reckon if you want, you've got to make a decision. Oh no, you don't. Well, actually. I, I no. Mm. I reckon you've got, King K, you've I got reckon, King K rule with six. I reckon King K rule, if that's kind of also almost representing Banjo-Kazooie in a way, almost, I reckon that mm. goes after Palutena. And then you've got to make a decision which, where you rank the other two. <laughs> well, I'd rank them in order, right? Obviously. But I'd like it if they were like in between or something. You know, if it was like more like this. Because then it breaks up the Wii U ones. Okay, that's fine. Well. I'm not going to sit there debating over King K. Rule is number eight or nine in a Smash reveal. It team. matters, man. It matters. We've got to keep it up to date. All right. Something could bump so, it off. I'm okay with everything below the top row. So now we just need to figure out what we're going to do at the top. Oh, really cloud above snake. I don't know about that, man. 100%. That's my number it's your one number pick. one pick, though. Number I know. I, d- I know. I know. No question. Oh, I know. <laughs> question. Uh, okay. Oh, I don't know. Just feels wrong. Just feels wrong. I um, I don't think Terry is number. It's one. pretty. Look, I, I just on the cloud thing. It was pretty hype. Even watching it again, of just like you know Smash Brothers, and then it goes Final Fantasy, and you're like, damn, what yes, Final exactly, Fantasy? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. All right. So the thing is, right? Out of Should these, Terry be number one? Out That's of what these, I wonder. Out of these three, um, like Terry, I would never put number one out of everything. It was number three, which is high, but I also had those two, which just wouldn't have been moved. So I'm I'm happy to concede everyone is here, Terry, Reggie, <laughs> or the Me Fighter one. I'm happy to to do it as that. Oh, that's not fun. <laughs> well, I'm kind of like it's they're all great, you know what I mean? Those those three are all great, and I. The more I think about it, the Me Fighter one, um, I'm happy to definitely be number three because, well, I'll put that as number nine. That is great. And as we talked about, it's like represented Nintendo so well that in that period. Terry, I think, as number one would be... I, I don't think that's probably in right. I think everyone here is here is probably feels right, honestly. But you know the... Okay, okay. I'm going to mount a case against everyone is here because everyone here is here. Correct me if I'm wrong. They didn't announce one single new character. So it was the first time we saw Inkling. 
but they obviously no, had that teaser. No. Wait, no, that was no. But you knew teaser. that she was in it then. Yes, but the thing is, it's the first time we saw it, so that was the first time we saw the mm. new character. Um, now, the weird part—that's a big knock on it. The weird part is that everyone is here is um, is connected to the Ridley trailer in my head, but we've treated the Ridley trailer as a separate one, which makes sense. But in my head, that's part and parcel of everything because it was the whole announcement had the Ridley at the end. So, oh, I did it as the bumper. Yeah. I don't remember that. Oh, okay. Well, I yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I I thought Simon came before Ridley. No, Simon was was a separate thing. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Simon opened okay, the okay, but yeah. Okay, that that's quite important. That's a quite because I think you could consider it as one thing because it's like what you're watching at the time, right? So you're saying yeah. we, you played it straight after it. Yeah, we also. I'm not sure if we got. Um, no, I don't think we got the the Echo Fighters in this one. I think that was a later one, wasn't it? Uh, no, I think they talked about the Echo Fighters in it, didn't they? Because when they announced Echo Fighters, they also announced Dark Samus and uh, Daisy at the same time. So I don't know if it was in this one or the next one. But anyway, I think oh, okay. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to drag it on much longer. I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're saying everyone is here is the best. Smash reveal. Terry's number two. Yep. And then the Me Fighters is number three. I'm cool with that. That's a pretty good list. That's a pretty good list. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm happy with that. I I I don't think uh, I'm I'm a little questionable about the Duck Hunt and the Bowser Junior, but I'm cool with that. You had those ranked high, so I can't <laughs> say anything about that. Well, what would you bump? Huh? What would you bump Dow? Uh, no, I'm happy with this. I'm not going <laughs> to... Well, let's do a stock take. Let's do a stock take. One, two, three, four, five, six of mine made it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of yours yeah. made it. So I'm not, I'm not saying bump that out. <laughs> I like, you're like, I want to get rid of you in number 10. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm I'm really happy with this list actually. This I when when we put our lists together <laughs> together, I was like, shit, <laughs> this is gonna be impossible <laughs> to match. Because <laughs> originally I was gonna say let's put a point system together, but then it it kind of because you reversed my order, it would have eliminated the point system. <laughs> oh right. nice. This, very, very this, well. Alright, we'll have fun. to publish this and get slammed by people. Oh yeah, totally. People <laughs> People are going to be like, he didn't have cloud in his top ten. What are you talking about, you idiot? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll like say I don't pick things based on what people think. I don't really care what people think, but that is true. The fact that I don't have because Mega Man and Cloud <laughs> in the top ten, people are going to slam that. <laughs> but I do wonder if people over time will slam you for not having Steve in there. So that that will be the one for you. I don't know. I don't know. All right. <laughs> All right, that was fun. And like I said at the start of the segment, uh, we will loop back and do a Smash draft with the four remaining characters, but I would probably say that's probably a month or so away. Cool. Sounds good. All right, awesome. Well, that wraps us up for this week's show. Uh, As always, if you want to help us out, make sure you share the show with a friend or give it a good review on your podcast service of choice. Uh, But with that said, it's bye-bye. See ya.